0: Take out the papers and the trash. Are you don't get no spending cash? If you don't smell that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Don't go do back.
0: Just finish cleaning
1: up your room. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Handsome Boys. We've been on high on a hiatus that you probably haven't noticed. Yeah, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, th- you guys won't know, it'll be seamless, but... Uh,
1: but we've been gone for years. We've been off...
0: Yeah, it's been three years since yeah. the last record. Yeah,
1: wow, and I am rusty. I am yeah, rusty. I don't what?
0: remember how to do this.
1: No, no. Just kidding. It's been like two weeks.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but we're back, and I'm very excited to talk about the movie that we're going to talk about today. It reinforced my faith in the my memory of movies being good, because a couple of times in this podcast, that has failed me. But before we get into that, Chris... How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Nathan. Are you really? Because uh-huh. you're, you're back in the real world for yeah. being
0: Wait, Nathan and I just got back from a camping trip together.
1: He was gone for way longer than me, though. He went up there before and, you know, basically, like, lived off the grid. You know, he he became a a different man.
0: Ate bugs. I
1: got up there, you know, his beard was wild. He hadn't showered. Um, I
0: almost completed my manifesto. Just got a few chapters left. Yeah, I was going to say you almost lost your English, though. Like, you
1: couldn't speak for a few minutes.
0: Yeah, it was a lot like that movie, Nell.
1: Like, Chris, you've only been here
0: for... (laughs) I totally for oh man, oh
1: man, no no oh, fuck. We the world should not forget about that we need to cancel Jody Foster because of now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was pretty cool, you know. I mean, if you can call camping sleeping in a six by ten pioneer tent, having a, a shower, access to a hot shower, a fridge, and power, then yeah, I guess that was camping.
0: Don't forget the craft ciders. Craft ciders were nice. Craft, craft local craft ciders is a big part of the there rustic camping experience. The local
1: butcher and all of their bacon and uh, pork chops and burgers mm-hmm. were also very uh, rustic.
0: Yeah, but that inspired us to do. This week's movie. Yeah, which we'll talk about soon. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that don't, later. Don't, don't rush just us. Hey. Hey. Relax. Yeah, just chill, okay.
1: all right? We haven't done this in a while, okay? no We're Enough.
0: a little, but a little anyway.
1: shaky. We're fragile right now. Yeah, we're, so we're fresh
0: off this camping trip. We're all relaxed. I mean, uh, it was like a week ago. We're both wearing, you know, like fishing bucket hats with fly lures in them. and uh, Chris caught a fish. I got hip I got hip waders on.
1: Chris actually caught a fish. You Still can
0: see, holding the fish that
1: I caught. You can see it on Instagram. Yeah. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. No. Stay off my personal Instagram. That's not for you. Don't look at us. Yeah. Don't. If you see me walking down the street, too, don't make eye contact with me or so, talk to me or anything. So having said
1: that, that you were camping, there was a period of time when I guess you didn't really watch or do anything um, other no, than outdoorsy stuff.
0: No. Did you want me to review like uh, cutting wood? Cutting wood. I. Just,
1: you're good at it. You got yeah. like I give you like eight eight woods out of ten. Four out of five stars on. Yeah, the you're gonna at cutting, cutting wood. wood for yeah. sure. Um. Um, No, but seriously, you didn't watch much. I didn't actually watch much that week either because I was kind of stressed out about getting everything ready to go on this trip. Uh So I didn't do much that week. Um, We edited our Pitch Black episode, which is out now. Listen to it. Rate it. Five stars. Um, But yeah, so we haven't really done anything for this podcast in a couple of weeks. So it is good to be back and talking into a microphone so again.
0: Let's just uh, let's just sit here.
1: Let's just sit here and admire S-
0: it. Silence for a little bit. But what we did. yeah, I learned in the forest that you know <laughs> silence is really powerful and uh, very uh, therapeutic and healing. Well, so what point? Was... I think what we're gonna do for the rest of the at least the intro here is just not talk at all. I'm okay with that. I just really like... but I would. <laughs> but instead
1: of that, a more realistic thing I like to do. Uh-huh, let's uh-huh. just let's talk a little bit about the Last of Us Two. So I think we're gonna do a we've decided we're gonna do a proper last of us two episode we were gonna tack um, tack our feelings on to an episode with a movie but I just don't think that's gonna have a good flow to it it's gonna be kind of janky like having a last of us and then a movie right after so yeah. I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna dedicate an episode soon to just to the last of us so if you don't I, like video games or, or and that's not of interest to
0: you you might want to skip over that one I don't know um, I, I was thinking we, we talked about this previously I think we' we'll, soon you're gonna get an episode basically it'll be about the la- our review of the last of us two but then in general to be a uh, episode about the concept of video games as cinema. Yeah, so we're not just going to talk about only The Last of Us
1: 2 in that episode. We're going to talk
0: about a few uh, other
1: times that we think that video games have influenced cinema um, yeah. and not necessarily the other way around because that's sort of a given, right? Um, but I do have a few really good examples yeah, of that. Yeah, but
0: but this I mean this this game takes the experience of a video game as like a cinematic narrative it's the next to uh, next level it to, yeah, it's, yeah it's raised the bar bigger in one one go than it's probably ever been raised for that media yeah
1: and like view. and all the thematic you know choices notwithstanding i don't know if you have a problem playing as two female characters where gas. one of them happens to be a lesbian if you can get over that and get over the fact that uh It is trying to be a woke as fuck game it is truly like an unparalleled experience for playing a movie basically yeah but it's more than that because it's 30 hours long so it's basically like you're playing you know four seasons of an hbo show really
0: yeah also i mean like i'm gonna said this before when we when i was still working my way through it uh, but uh, there are other games that are quite cinematic, like um, Detroit
1: well, Become Human. Any of those adventure games are cinematic by nature, but they don't give you that same level of agency the, that you have in this well, game. Well,
0: I just think, like, to your point, like, the they <clears throat> actually used the medium of it being a video game and the opportunities that that gives you for narrative storytelling. Yeah. In a way, like, that couldn't be done in a TV show or a movie. No. Right? So, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, a,
1: it's been a few years now, but like, I think, I think it's say at least since like the mid two thousands video games have eclipsed action in movies in terms of interactivity. But mm-hmm. now I think we've come to a point where video games have eclipsed movies from a narrative standpoint too. And,
0: Oh, this got a bigger emotion. Uh, the last of us two got a bigger emotional response out of me than a lot of, uh, traditional media that I've watched.
1: Yeah, lately. it does, and it's because it forces you into the into the into the ground level of doing these things. Like if you're watching a movie and you're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, smash some guy's face into the rocks, or you're watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Brad Pitt is whipping that can of cat food and someone's dog, someone's <laughs> face and smashing their head <laughs> on a counter. It's funny, and you're and you're sitting back and watching. And this one, you're commanding the character to do it. Yeah, and you're and you're watching that face get crushed more and more into into the the ground in front of you and then for example like this is a game where in theory with the, with the exception of a few scripted moments if you really want to be a, a boss you can sneak your way through i think the vast majority of the enemy encounters in this game but i found myself just as soon as i stepped on a twig and they all turn around to look at me i'm not backing down from you
0: it's <laughs> fucking war now And shit got real a lot of the time, right? But, I mean, like, two, like, I mean, yes, you have that choice, but then, like, to your point of that you're doing all these acts, you're controlling Right, so you decide if you want to
1: kill that dog or not, man. Well, no, but there's... I decided very early I did because I didn't want to get eaten by the dogs. Sure, yeah. Right? So if I can kill the dogs, they're not going to eat me, and that's how I felt, but... I felt terrible for doing it. Right.
0: Uh, what I was going to say, though, is there are moments, as part of the, the main story arc, where you, the, one of the characters is going to kill somebody, let's say, and you, as the viewer, in this like very complicated, nuanced story, you're conflicted as to whether or not you want ellie to kill this person or whatever but it's part of the story but you don't just watch her make that choice you have to you have to do it you you have to you don't do it then you die get a cinematic of you getting killed in place and it ends the story did you
1: ever just not something
0: that you don't get from movies that this thing uses the the medium of video games to to put you in the driver's seat in that way in a way that can't be done by simply watching something i think that's it's an
1: incredible the first game that kind of did this was i think it was god of war 2 and when you're fighting the boss, I don't know if you played that one, but when you're fighting the bosses, Kratos isn't just kind of beating them. He's like humiliating them and he's like, you know, you'd press B to hook your, your thing into his chest and you'd drag him, kicking and screaming down the ground. You'd, yeah. You'd stick him into something and then thrash him and impale him to death, right? And it's like, you're doing that, right? And in that game, it's almost cartoonish. The graphics weren't super detailed and realistic yet, but now... The graphics in this game are so good that it really feels like you're Man. ripping someone's larynx out, throwing it away.
0: Oh, yeah. We had a good drunken conversation about this when wrong. we were uh, uh, camping. <laughs> and uh, it is... Last of Us 2 might be the most like viscerally violent gaming experience to date. Yeah, because there's no fantasy elements to it, right? It's not like in God of War where,
1: sure, it's violent, but you're killing fairies and wood elves and shit.
0: Yeah, but even in, in something... Like I don't know, Grand Theft Auto, Manhunt. Manhunt was was the first that was pretty, but like it's not as visceral because the graphics aren't there. Exactly, the combination of what you're doing in this game and the graphics that make it look almost real. It just when you fucking like stab someone in the throat and then swipe it across and like pull some of their like arteries out with your shiv. That's pretty remarkable. My God, like it is a hard R. It is a gruesome, gruesome game.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that more people were upset about the sort of thematic choices and not about the level of graphic violence. That sort of shows us where we are as yeah. a society, you know. Well,
0: America's always been that way. Yeah, I guess
1: right. right. Like, gay God, characters. God forbid there was a booby in it. Like, well, there was there several there boobies. Were several there was uh, serious doggy style banging in this game.
0: <laughs> uh, we probably will have played our spoiler uh, siren at some point here. Our spoiler alert siren. Yeah, but whatever.
1: But so, but uh, we'll. Bottom line is, yeah, we really like this game. We 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 feel it's a game that's special enough to warrant uh, some discussion. And then obviously, you know, video games and movies and the relationship they have back and forth is something that we want to talk about as well. So yeah.
0: I don't want to go off on it now, uh,
1: but uh, yeah, we'll, we're going to do an episode about that. Real, real quick though, I mean, like the feeling of emptiness I had
0: <laughs> yeah, but, when I when
1: I finished The Last of Us Two and thinking like, well, I have all these other games on my plate. I have. Ten a stack of games, you know, knee high that I need to finish before I invest in another console or God forbid another video card.
0: Oh yeah, sitting over there. Nathan, stand up for a second.
1: There <laughs> you
0: go. <laughs> oh yeah, just over your knee. Just over uh. my knee.
1: So, but anyway, like they, uh, there's these all these games I gotta play, like, and I have access to like ninety percent of them, right? And now even more because I just got the Game Pass, so. I was going through and I'd start one and I'd play it for 15 minutes and I'd be like, ah. Hey, man. And I'd start another game and everyone's like, oh, this is one of the best games of the year. I started playing it 15 minutes and I'm just like, ah. That's
0: so what happened to me, man. I put in, as soon as I finished, I took a couple of days off and then I fired up um, Horizon, Horizon right? Zero Dawn. And, uh, I mean... On paper, it is everything that I want in the game. I, it's, I love third-person action games. I love shooting a bow, which it really focuses heavily on. and The plot line is pretty cool.
1: I just couldn't but care less about anything in that game. It's just... It's too much like every other post-apocalyptic game you, that's come before it. it, it I just,
0: you can't play The Last of Us 2 and then play another modern third-person...
1: Post-apocalyptic
0: game. Post-apocalyptic game. Especially, where, where, yeah, stack up. especially where everything's going to get pared
1: down a bit um in favor of the scott size and the scale right yeah where i mean don't like last horizon or horizon zero dawn is by all accounts a gorgeous game mm-hmm. but you play it right after last of us the facial animations are weird the people don't have the same weight to them it's yeah. just not
0: it's i don't know
1: i think the only game that you could probably transition into after the last of us like without missing a beat would maybe be red dead redemption too yeah you know yeah that's
0: doing its own thing but quite, with, quite well at the same level though right Yeah, at the same level yeah i would say so um yeah so um but i did play uh you did play i did i did so i did boot up uh
1: yeah because i got game pass uh which is great investment i'm sorry i i waited so long i should have probably pulled the trigger on that
0: sooner although they didn't have so much that i liked before i mean i'm it's just really glad you finally apologized Uh, to me because yeah yeah. it's it's been a long time coming and you know uh makes it all better
1: thanks thanks man well don't go get used to it this is the one and only time you know (laughs) it is recorded though so uh, you can listen to, to it and it uh, you can listen over to over it and it. touch yourself when you play it back. <laughs> but I played Gears Five. That was a pretty sweet game. It does end. I think you mentioned this. We talked about this before. It does end on a fucking awful cliffhanger. It does. Yeah. Just like the fourth one did. Yeah. I, you know, I, just like let's get him! credit roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. They like charge off into the sunset yeah. and the. Loop but yeah, I really, really, roll.
1: really like that game. There's only one level I think where you have to, where Jack is carrying like a, a vial of some type of like napalm that you need to melt ice or something because right. these gears don't have the tools to melt ice mm-hmm. you know they need something else so uh, j- if you're playing you, go to like a, you have you- to go to a rocket fuel facility to, <laughs> to find this ice you don't play Gears of War for a no uh, for the science for the science no. or- anyway so Jack the like robot buddy is carrying this and he can't die and like he keeps fucking running into those big those big tanks and they just keep blasting rockets at him and kill him within like 10 seconds it was driving me nuts so that took me yeah. a while Other than that, it was a great game, and I can't wait for the next one.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It's a good game to play after The Last of Us because the storyline story is paper thin, and uh, it is a popcorn action game. But it's that got so many great delivers set on all the things yeah. you want from that kind it's of a game.
1: It's Got all the set pieces and big.
0: It's got and it also I, it, I could chainsaw guys in half forever. But you know what I liked about it? Like it had the linear,
1: the linear like corridor, like straight down a corridor. Gears of War moments, but then they had those two hubs. They kind of opened it up when you're on that skiff, which is my new favorite video game uh, vehicle of all time. <laughs> the skiff is so much fun to fly around on. Like, yeah, yeah. what a great feeling. They gave you and like the, man. I don't know.
0: You know, I, I feel like uh, that game, Gears of War, like that series, that is one that some of these kind of higher concept games, like The Last of Us and Uncharted and Red Dead, all of them have borrowed from the actual mechanic. The cover, the right? cover, the cover, cover shooting, system. Yeah, like it's, that five especially really. Well, nails fire, it on the smoothness of fire like ducking in, behind cover and jumping over yeah. cover. well, also and, because you can jump over different kinds of cover
1: now, and your character will is more malleable to you know, different surfaces. So, like, if it's a longer cover and you jump over, he'll do a slide over it and roll instead yeah. of just like a the weird long jump and, you know, it, they, they, they worked on a lot of the spatial kinks in uh, Gears 5, yeah, right? Yeah, real
0: really smooth. Yeah. So the action in that game is And now
1: smooth. they actually introduced stealth elements for the first time in it too, like those robot parts where the robots are infected by the, um, which are kind of like almost like horror movie scenes where you have to go through these buildings where they're kind of dormant waiting for you to move and then they'll activate you can kind of rip out the the backs of them right. so they don't see you, right? And then you go into stealth mode and you do that and you boop and you beef up the stealth mode stats, which I think is an awesome addition, was you know, being able to upgrade Jack was so cool, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a cool element.
1: So I don't know, great game. I can't say enough good about that game. I'll play it again multiplayer with you guys sometime. So yeah, but let's uh let's cut this preamble short, let's get into our movie of the week, if you don't mind. Uh so we're just gonna take a quick break. Hang on,
0: wait, let me think about it. No, I'm cool with
1: that. All right, Thank, thanks man, as long as you're cool with it. No. And we'll be right back to talk about that, so sit tight, uh, you Horace.
0: Good evening. How's it going?
1: Listen girls, uh, As your father? I feel it incumbent upon me to set the record straight on the validity of the tale which Uncle Chet shared with us this evening. I know that a terrifying story like that coming from the mouth of a recognized authority figure could be traumatizing for kids like yourselves. I know that because I had a similar experience with my Uncle Roy in a story he used to tell about a family that went into the woods and was attacked by a band of escaped Army psychiatric patients who'd been subjected to violent, hellish, torturous behavior modification experiments. Seems they escaped from the metal boxes the Army kept them in, found this family in the woods, fell upon them, slaughtered them, and ate them. Oh, now that story, it gave me nightmares not to be believed. All right, we are back, and Chris, what do we have this week?
0: Well, Nathan, we talked about one of my childhood favorite movies, uh, The Great Outdoors, starring John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. A hilarious movie about all kinds of funny shit, like uh, children getting trapped in a mine shaft, and a murderous bear, and uh, the dangers of getting rabies from a bat. You know, funny stuff like that.
1: Nice, nice, and it is funny. It is funny. I, that is the most important part.
0: This so, movie remembers I, you. You haven't watched this since you were a kid either. Not I assume, since or? like not
1: like no. It's probably been like yeah, I'd say since I was probably a teenager. So I'm gonna say I probably like 14, 15 was the last time I watched okay. this movie. But I watched it multiple times as a kid, like many times.
0: Yeah, I, this is a big rewatch. This is a family movie. Yeah, I think for me as a kid, but. I only... I definitely could have told you all the big beats of it, but... For sure. Like, all the big... Like, the, the bald
1: bear, the water ski scene, the ra- talking raccoon, the raccoons with subtitles. The big steak. The, the steak and the bats. I could tell you all the beats. The raccoons. What I didn't remember was all the hilarious little moments that... You know, basically solidified why Dan Aykroyd and John Candy are two of the funniest men of all time. Oh yeah, both Canadians, both Canadians, and let's—we're also going to get into that a little bit too, because yeah. um, the whole Canada. Thing I have some is, theories. I have some weird theories. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this movie came out in 1988, directed by Howard Deutsch, who, uh, who directed a couple of other movies, uh, Pretty and Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful, which all have one thing in common, along with this movie, and what is that?
0: That uh, they were written by John Hughes, the great, the great John, John Hughes. Hughes.
1: So this is a John Hughes uh, production, which you can feel that throughout the movie. Absolutely. It's a John um, Hughes movie. Uh, so wa- were... walk me
0: through, talk-, talk to me about John Hughes. So John Hughes,
1: you know, He's... he looks like McLovin. He does look like McLovin, a little bit chubbier version of McLovin. Uh, he is basically the reason that people have fond memories of non-80s action movies.
0: Yeah, the king of nostalgia.
1: Yeah. So movies like 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, uh, The Breakfast Club, uh, and last but certainly not least.
0: Uh, Home Alone.
1: You bet, right? One so
0: of my favorite
1: movies yeah one of my favorite movies period. of all time i can't wait to do that at christmas i watch time. it
0: almost every year sometimes twice yeah
1: we're, we're certainly gonna be doing that we're gonna that.
0: have to talk about that yeah
1: later. christmas so he is just a legend of the 80s and every time he touched a movie i think dur- during the calendar decade of the 80s it was just fucking gold
0: yeah i don't know if he has any misses really as far as a writing
1: no so uh but he used his longtime collaborator who often directed his movies howard deutch to direct this one howard deutch is married to leah thompson Uh, who is uh, Marty McFly's mom and Caroline in the City uh, Howard the Duck Howard the Duck and their daughter is Zoe Deutsch who is a very strong actress now she is oh really yeah what um, is she in? she's in uh, Why Him with uh, James Franco Um, she's which is like where he's like the weirdo guy who she brings back to meet her dad
0: oh yes yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, she's also in this new um, I can't remember the name of the show some new TV show, but she's on. That's pretty yeah, you
0: popular. You forgot one of Howard Deutsch's uh, top credits uh, that I noticed on his IMDb, which is that he directed six episodes of Young Sheldon. I did not see that, but that does mean he's still working, which is nice. Yeah, he's actually been working at TV consistently
1: for like the last decade. I mean, he's got quite—he's got quite the the smattering of hits on his resume, so I'm sure he's pretty happy with that. Um, so. Uh, yeah, this movie cost 24 million dollars to make. It it made 43.4 million dollars. That's just theaters, as I understand it. It raked in about another 20 million or so through video rentals. But this is
0: a cult classic that I think got replayed for. A but you have to, no, you, you have to understand. This budget is high for
1: a comedy in 1988. Yeah. The gross is actually right in line with what those types of movies typically made in those days, around. Forty-five to seventy million bucks is what a high-end comedy would make. This budget is high for, yeah. for two reasons. Reason number one: I think the stars were at that time were commanding a lot of money. Yep. Ghostbusters had come out. John Candy was a star, right? They were probably getting paid a couple million each. Easy for this, for right? Sure. Uh, also, this movie was filmed on location in like. They use a lot of locations. It couldn't have been cheap. Yeah. Oh, the so whole th- lake scene, which we'll get into, the, looked the like it cost a fortune. and the little town. It's That's, Yosemite. Uh,
0: no, it's all, like, I don't... Yosemite I don't know it's Park. Yosemite not, but it's, it's all, a lot of it is filmed in a place called Bass Lake, California.
1: Yeah, but it's uh, Yosemite Park is where they film a lot of the nature scenes. Right, okay. Yeah. That
0: makes sense. So it starts out uh we're oh, driving down the yeah, highway we, we kick it off right off the bat with uh, yakety yak talk back. by the coasters love that song and the ripley family uh driving to the cottage and we
1: get the real early impression the ripleys are a fun loving bunch man yeah
0: i wrote down the first my first note is chet
1: is pumped so we got chet who is john Candy. we got francine <laughs> who's the wife's name again
0: God, they barely say their names um Connie.
1: Connie, she's yeah. great. I love her. I love Connie.
0: Yeah, played by Stephanie
1: Ferarsi. Ferarsi. Yeah, she's great. I love her. She is the '80s mom, the cute, sweet, supportive '80s mom. Yeah, she's you know? great. She's a good
0: comedic foil. <laughs> she for is. Sandy. She's great. Uh and, uh and then we got the two kids. Buck.
1: Buck and Ben. Ben. Buck is the older, blonde-haired. uh You know, Corey. Corey. Yeah, Corey. Your, your Corey. Your classic Corey. Classic Corey. And, uh, and Ben is your classic who gives ben, a fuck. Ben,
0: who I thought was Buck
1: because he looks like a buck. <laughs> he does look like a buck, doesn't he? I actually looked at pictures of what Ben looked like when he was older. He grew up. He's a large buff man now. Yeah, it's yeah. Hilarious. They both have
0: really funny pictures yeah. of IMDb. I uh, at them. So, so the, well, the first thing we notice as they're driving to the cottage in is... In
1: Wisconsin. In
0: Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hang on. Let's do that real quick. So, the place that they're going camping is a fictional town called Lake... Hang on. I wrote it down. Lake... Pottawada Minimac. Lake Race, so Lake Racist. Yeah, Wisconsin, which is a super sensitive parody of like a native of like, name. of like in Pennsylvania they
1: have Lake Quinnipop yeah <laughs> yeah so.
0: uh, The Simpsons does one too like Quinnipack to. University no where they go to like uh, Flanders Beach House and Little Squid Kennebunkport Bunkport or something oh, whatever that is man. Uh, but I mean to be fair this movie came out in 1988 and racism f- was okay then well fun fact uh, is Wisconsin in, wasn't on fire yet <laughs> yeah in in 1988 uh, there was actually not a single non-white actor writer or director in all of hollywood so apparently not a little fun fact unless you either. count lando
1: calrissian billy d and carl weathers and there's
0: carl weathers and they were probably the same guy yeah
1: i'm still convinced
0: i definitely thought that when i was a kid i thought that when i was a kid and i'm sorry to both
1: i'm sorry to carl, carl weathers, weathers both big fans of the show and lando calrissian big fans of the show so we'll have them on one day
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, future episode yeah coming up. we've been talking um yeah, so uh, one of the first things we notice on the drive, too, is there are animals fucking everywhere. Oh, because they're going to nature. Yeah. And as everyone knows, as soon as you leave the city, which, of course, because it's the
1: 80s, the city is Chicago. You
0: can't swing a stick without hitting a deer or a chipmunk. Oh,
1: they're fucking everywhere. You got deer swimming, you got bears, you got chipmunks.
0: Yeah. Uh, raccoons. We, we will see more of later. Um, yeah, so then they get to the, uh, check-in, I guess, for this, uh, resort.
1: So they're a resort. So let's just kind of lay this out. Let's lay out the lay of the land. So they go to the main, so it's a, it's a
0: resort of cabins on a property, right? In a town, like, and there's a a small town next to it. So this is classic cottage country. They really nail the cottage country experience yeah. here this is what me and my family my mom and my sister went to every summer up in uh, cottage country in ontario so we don't have this, cottage country kind of in vancouver not so much we yeah. have we
1: have cities that you have to drive 5 hours to get to in the okanagan and then you go to your your what we call a cabin there, yeah. but it's really a house.
0: Yeah, it's like a, more like an Airbnb it's more like, situation. Well, no, we owned private it. Private property. We have
1: it, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Whoa, la-di-da. Look, my parents, okay? So your dad's more
1: of a Roman than a Chet? He's definitely more of a Chet than a Roman. Okay. He's got... First of all, my dad's on a fraud. Spoilers, like Roman, so... <laughs> no, my dad... My parents were like... They, my, they, my dad likes nature. My dad's from a small town. My dad's from a tiny-ass town outside of uh, Pittsburgh. You know, so for him, going to a Soyuz is like, wow, it's kind of like home, but hotter and you know less Americans right (laughs) so but it is they do fucking nail it so they go to the I guess the manager's place first yeah they walk they walk into the like guest check in yeah so right off the bat this I knew this movie was going to be funny because the king of delivering lines with sincere earnesty John Candy picks up the sign and goes blow me for service and it's a horn
0: (laughs) which that's been my motto for a long time
1: yeah I agree and I think I got it from this movie (laughs) Uh, yeah, so they know it's gonna be funny.
0: Yeah, so they walk in. There's no one at the checkout counter. He sees this little horn that says "Blow me for service." <laughs> he blows it. He blows it, and this fucking dog pops up from behind the counter. German Shepherd with a face full of porcupine quills. <laughs> and then uh, I think I don't remember this actor's name. He's, he's been in great. lots of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's the the owner of the campground. He shows up with his wife, and he's like, "Oh, hi, folks." Uh, don't mind warmer. She hates people. (laughs) Uh, he goes, loves porcupines, hates people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he also, what does he say? He's like, uh, uh, She's also in heat. Too bad you're not a dog. Yeah. Which I guess the unspoken next line is, because then you'd get to fuck my dog? I guess. Yeah, it's
1: a strange, strange line. Uh. And then we're juxtaposing this with Roman driving to yeah. You're getting
0: quick shots. You don't see even the family. You just you see, see the
1: a, Mercedes this, and the music.
0: Mercedes and this like uh, gotta
1: find that music.
0: I tried to I, I tried to Shazam it. It's a it's it's a score. It's a, written for the movie. Actually. We'll find it. We'll find yeah, it. We'll find it. Yeah. We'll See if we can pump that in there. It's really good. It's like big blaring trumpets. Yeah. And like, to
1: juxtapose to the to the laid back golden oldies that that the Ripleys were, were doing.
0: Right. So the Romans
1: of the Roman and the Craigs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Roman. Yeah, Roman Craig and his family. So, um, okay. So we get a quick shot here of the Ripley's uh, riding to the cabin that they're going to be staying in. the uh, The the resort owner guy is sitting on the hood of their car as they pull (laughs) up. That was amazing. I love love that car, that
1: Jeep with the paneling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's classic. Um, And um, they're all getting unpacked. And then uh, Roman and the family arrives. They're having a little discussion out in the driveway before they come into the cabin, um, where we get the kind of the reveal that. They're surprising them here. Yeah, they're not. They're
1: not expected, right? Yeah. And uh, also, we should note that Roman's wife is played by a pre-superstar Annette Benning.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: she plays yes. Kate Craig. Kate Craig. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then they have two daughters, two twin daughters. Eighties cliche, yeah. twin yeah. weird daughters. First of our many eighties cliches. Oh boy, this movie. movie
1: is full of them. This movie might have even written some of them. So
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, M- Mar- M- Mara and Kara or Mara and Kara. One are of them looks like a Mara. They've got red hair.
1: yeah they don't
0: they're more they're more props they're more like
1: props in this movie than characters and they and they serve their prop purpose at several different points so we'll get into that so
0: uh they're they're having that discussion like oh maybe we should have called first and uh, of course roman so roman is the uh alpha yeah, yeah he's an alpha uh, day trader Chicago rich asshole driving a Mercedes wearing he's got like suspenders and like a tie on. His wardrobe
1: deserves some credit, some 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 conversation. Yeah, Later he's- on he's wearing that yellow cravat. When oh tur- yes The yellow turtleneck man Yeah,
0: yeah it's amazing Holy shit so, And nobody could play This character the way That Dan Aykroyd Plays this character no. man. It's so funny Like obviously he does That Chicago accent so well But just hit The way he's He's so obnoxious He's in so the abrasive way It's so abrasive so, they, so so this is actually
1: A really sweet moment Sorry to cut you off Because yeah, no, I just love this well, scene so, this so John Candy's in there The kids are off Playing around And he's like Yeah we got the cabin I told the kids I had to come back For a couple hours And he starts having This really cute moment With his wife And he starts to flirt with her and she's like not now Chet not now and he's unzipping her he's unzipping
0: her and he's having sexy talk and what what does he call her? Well he says first of all he says uh do you think She's like, we should go to the room. And he's like, no, no, uh, it, it, that's the nice thing about being out here in the woods. You know, you could be walk around naked in the kitchen. No one's going to see you. And he's like, uh, do you think there's any chance we could play fashion parade? And she's like, she's like I, don't, I, don't wanna, I don't know if I want to play fashion parade. And, he's, and then he says, uh, come on, you, you can be a Shilana of, the, of the, Oak, the Oak Tree Woman. A Shilana of the woods. And he says, and I will be... Bert Bert if, I'll yeah. be Bert and then, then he says uh uh, or I could be uh, Horny the Bear Smokey's cousin <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and right at this time Roman and his family are coming in through the screen door so Roman's
1: seen this and he's loving every second yeah of he's it,
0: laughing right? his ass off and then he pulls
1: out his big fucking camcorder that's not a camcorder that's a fucking TV camera man yeah 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 that's like a Betamax big, fucking recor- big over the shoulder oh just like the- he pulls it out of hammer Space. that's the funniest part right just out of nowhere just whips out this camera and he's like do it on the
0: floor yeah yeah don't stop <laughs> He's like, no, it's enough, it's enough. He's like, ah, come on, you said it. Do it do it, on the floor.
1: Oh, so at first you kind of think, like, that John Candy is happy to see him. And then, like, you immediately are just like, oh. Uh, he's like, oh. Uh, and you're here for the whole week. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Isn't it's that so something? Good. Isn't that something? Nobody is better at that than John Candy, Oh, man. it's so
0: good. Yeah, so the dynamic here is it, great. So... Chet is really jazzed up about this big family vacation with his family. He's going to bomb with his son. He's going to reconnect with nature and all that kind of stuff. So, they kind of give you the impression this is an
1: annual thing, but this is like a first-time thing. I think this is like the first This is the first time they've trip. gone out there to, to this to this giant cabin. Yeah. This palatial three-story fucking cabin that ruined
0: the way I thought
1: camping and cabins was going to be like for the rest <laughs> of my life.
0: Yeah, it is like three-story, isn't Jesus. it? Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so then... Uh, to really drive home the dynamic between uh chet and roman we cut to this scene of the two of them having some drinks on the patio yeah and uh uh forget how it starts exactly like roman's going off about like all the big deals he's been making or something like that and um talking to chet about it and uh he says to him at one point he's like uh uh, well, no one, no one ever accused you of being a man with a vision, and he's like, no, nope, no, nope, definitely not. And he's like, uh, oh, maybe it's for the best. Uh, While well, the uh, the the ambitious uh, sc- uh, among us scramble for wealth and power, the Chet Ripleys of the world can just lay back and casually stroll along life's path. Yeah. So, uh- and then he goes. Uh, I mean that as a compliment. Uh, The rest of us are probably going to die of uh, heart attacks and strokes long before you. (laughs) Chuck Eddie's like, like, I I hope so. I hope so, yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't Uh, that be something? Just to see a bunch of people drop that you hate? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, so you do a great Roman, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you're really good at that, man. man, I love that accent. Uh, He's, yeah, so just nobody. Nobody delivers, like, John Candy. Nobody's more of the whole, like, ha, ha, go fuck yourself
0: better than John Candy. Like, he's so good at it. He's so good at it. And uh, he's talking to this. Sorry, you laughed there. And I realized as I was talking about that line, that joke, the uh, sad irony of John Candy's untimely death. Yes. In the face of that line. Yeah, I know. I will say, other than maybe, like, the steak eating scene, they don't. Play at all onto the idea that this man is obviously like pushing 400 pounds. But they don't care, it's America, dude. Yeah, I guess. You know, be, having a
1: fat dad and a skinny mom is par for the fucking course. Yeah, it's fucking Homer and Marge. There you go, right? Although he's way fatter than Homer. Way fatter, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it's John Kenny's real.
1: They, you can tell that the stunt man that they use for him, they had a hard time filling him out in a lot of scenes. He also,
0: yeah, like in the skiing scene. Yeah. yeah. He also doesn't, I don't know if you caught it, but he doesn't look great in this. Like when they go close ups on his face, he's got real. He's sweaty. He's sweaty and he's got bags under his eyes, but not like tired well, bags. We're watching like, it
1: like 1080p on Netflix, right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't, maybe wasn't meant to be seen that way Um, yeah he doesn't look great and he he didn't last six years later he was was dead man yeah you know so it's a real fucking tragedy so there's this great scene uh, they cut to uh, John Kennedy talking to uh, his wife talk, chat talking to his wife and he's like those kids and they freak me out I keep expecting their, their heads to spin and vomit soup
0: yeah and he's like what about our kids they already do that
1: they already do that yeah uh, so but yeah he just, he's just not impressed but she's the cool wife she's like nah it's fine whatever like let's just do it they want to they want to reconnect with us let's just let them be here and do their thing right
0: right so, uh, so Chet says to um Roman here. Uh, that he's gotta go. He's gonna go get something to eat. He's gonna cook some hot dogs.
1: This is great. Yeah,
0: and Roman's like hot dogs, <laughs> like. Uh, whole, what does he say? He says, uh, "Wait a hot shit minute." <laughs> yeah. Wait a hot shit minute. No, 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 family member of mine under my roof is gonna be hot dogs. No, and, under, uh, under my roof. Yeah. They they cut to him uh, grilling up lobster Just tails. Just like the
1: fattest lobster tails, yeah, right? And he's
0: wearing he's wearing a, a lobster apron and a lobster oven glove. Oh
1: my god. And uh, oh my god, what a piece of yeah, shit.
0: And lo- a lobster hat and shoes, and also he is a lobster. I don't know if you caught that. He's
1: he's, he's like a lobster-like man.
0: Uh, uh, I was doing a lot of drugs so of they, part of the movie.
1: they cut to uh, the next scene it's kind of like the first night there and they're telling the scary stories right uh,
0: so well wait but is that no actually there's a little scene before that Okay. so they're having dinner it's when they're eating the lobsters right and uh, uh, so immediately Roman is like flexing his wallet on everybody and he's like uh, tomorrow what do you guys say we go down to the lake Uncle Uncle uh, Roman will blow some coin on a jet boat huh? yeah
1: like and he's like oh, me and uh, I think me and Buck are just going to go for a paddle of this and he's like sorry dad yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's like oh. aww yeah, uh, yeah he's like oh, we actually
1: rented a pontoon boat a pontoon boat and he just goes sorry dad
0: yeah. <laughs> like, goes, what do you what do you think Buck you want to uh, relax on a pontoon boat with your dad or uh, tear ass around the lake in a jet boat yeah. with Uncle Roman sorry dad yeah sorry dad uh, we all would have done the same of course uh, this is where I wrote down uh, my fr- uh, a note uh, Dan Aykroyd is so loud
1: <laughs> he's just yelling his he's lines
0: every line just he's just yelling screaming at the Fuck. top lungs it's so
1: good so really this this next scene hand. though is an all timer yeah. So, after they eat lobster, um, what did you say? He was reading a copy of Money Magazine? Money
0: Magazine. <laughs> Is it's that real, man? Yeah, it's okay. real, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, sure. just a website now. Do you think Donald Trump was ever featured on it? Uh, I mean, almost well, without a doubt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Probably owns it. <laughs> No, then we'd call it Trump Magazine.
0: <laughs> um, so
1: uh, there's this really iconic moment coming up now where uh, Chet gives his, his his bedtime story, right? Yeah. His so he's, scary he's walking story. around
0: the room. He's well, they're playing Monopoly, and he's turning off all the lights. Yeah. And he's like, uh, "What are you doing? I'm trying to trying to read here," uh, and uh, he's like, "Well, I just wanted to tell." I thought this was a good time to tell everyone a story. It may save their lives. Yeah, right? like it's he tells so good. Big bear story.
1: Yeah, so he tells the big bear story about this bear that uh, was the biggest bear, and then he shot at the bear and he shaved the top of his head off. So now it's a bald bear, right? Yeah. And it scares the kids and it scares everyone and you it scares know scares Roman. Scares Roman yeah. and maybe. You know, the wife is mad at him. She's like, you took it too far. And he's like, oh, come on. So he's in the room with his youngest, and he's kind of being like, it's okay, Ben. I'm just, I told that story because my dad my told dad me. it, told told it to and me. His yeah, dad it told it to you. him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. So Roman's eavesdropping on this. And this is the first kind of uh, vulnerable moment of Roman you, you get. You
0: detect that there's something about Roman where, like, he does envy... Uh, aspects Chet, of Chet's life, yeah, right? Yeah, like his family loves him and, you know... He's not rich like Roman is, but some, he but he has the complete
1: adulation of his kids and his wife, right? He's rich in... Love. Love. Right, and that's something that money can't buy, according right. to the Beatles. According to the Beatles. So, they were wrong, by the way. Um, and they and they fucking know it. Oh, you can buy one. Every single one of those fuckers knows it, all right. Uh, especially the surviving ones. Um, I'm so, sure they purchase happiness every day.
0: Yeah, so like you said, Roman... <laughs> So like you said Roman hears over here is that conversation with Chet and his kid, so he t- takes it upon himself to go and reassure his twin daughters so this is my favorite scene in the movie <laughs> this this is probably
1: this scene doesn't get enough love in terms of its genius in the comedy lexicon oh my man. god
0: you don't and you don't do this without Dan Aykroyd no right uh so he goes into the room where his daughters are getting like all tucked in for bed and he gears himself and, up you know and he's so uncomfortable with being a dad so he walks to the door and first thing he says is uh good evening uh, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> he says, they don't say anything, right? They're silent the entire scene. And he says, uh, uh, so uh, kids, uh, as your father, uh, I feel it incumbent upon me uh, to set the record straight as to the validity of that uh, little tale that uh, your Uncle Chet told us. Uh, it's, it's just a story, right? And uh, he's like, "He's like, I know that things like that can be traumatizing to a, a child, uh, because uh, my uncle told me uh, a similar uh, story that uh, gave me nightmares. Uh, if like you wouldn't believe. Uh, yeah, like you wouldn't believe <laughs> about. Uh, and then, he, like you think he's just gonna say that. He says uh, about uh, a, a bunch of uh, escaped uh, psychiatric patients. Uh, <laughs> it, it then think, like you think that's gonna be it, then he's like. Oh it, no! He it keeps it, taking it further. Yeah, he goes. What does he say? He's like. It, it seems that uh, these uh, patients uh, escaped from the metal no. boxes the army was keeping them in, and uh, kept, they uh, happened upon this family and uh, uh, slaughtered them all and ate them. <laughs> it's like, and uh, yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, and it gave me nightmares, not to be believed. And, uh, not so. I don't want, I don't want you guys to think about any of that. No more unpleasant thoughts. I just want you to think about happy, fluffy. Nice thoughts. Nice thoughts. And then as he's leaving, uh, he says, uh, all right, super. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And of course, it cuts
1: to the kids and they're wide awake with traumatized looks on their faces. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then we cut to uh, this movie is fucking wacko. Yeah. Then we cut to the raccoons. Yeah. So this is a recurring bit. Yeah. Where the raccoons it, with subtitles. Yeah. You have this like funky uh, trumpet music and the raccoons uh, with subtitles talking to yeah. each other. Yeah. The They've got
1: Illinois trying. plates, mom. Yeah. <laughs> if they're from Chicago, we'll be eating good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so they
1: knock over. He's like knock over all the trash. Yeah. Eat all their lobster. Eat tails. all their lobster tails. Uh, and then I think we cut to. It's, it's the morning. We cut to the boat. T- it's boat time.
0: Uh, no. Well, before that, we get the morning real quick uh Ch- chet is cleaning up the garbage right. from the raccoons right. uh we also get uh roman uh on, on his cell phone in the towel in the bathroom right right uh, he's trimming his nose hairs with scissors oh real close up yeah, too. you, you got to some make, real real close-up shots trying to make a business deal on an 80s uh, mobile phone like the big brick uh phone i like, mean I'm, I'm here in god's country the reception isn't very good what did you say yeah something like that yeah, yeah. Yeah, make it quick, though. I'm in God's country. I'm in God's country. Yeah.
1: God, that accent is too
0: much. Oh, it's the best. Uh, And then um, he says to uh, Annette Benning, to his wife, he's like, Oh, hey, hey, honey, uh, why do uh, Chet's kids look at him like he's Zeus? and uh, my kids look at me like I'm a rack of power tools at Sears <laughs> and she, she says uh, well honey I mean maybe if you uh, spent less time at work and a uh, little more time at home things will be different and then he cuts her off with uh, uh, port-a-cork of at it honey talking business <laughs> it's so good man every fucking
1: line that he delivers is oh, just on point he's so good at it so I think now is when we cut to the town finally yes right? and the boat, and the boat. So, suck my wake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's hilarious that's the power of the speed boat or whatever <laughs> yeah. power cruiser So at the same time, uh, uh, Chet's buying hot dogs for everyone. He finally gets his wish to eat hot dogs. Yeah, and uh,
0: he's like, uh, "Give me uh, four chili dogs and uh, two regular dogs." Yeah, and uh, uh, Buck's like, "It's a lot of hot dogs, Dad. It's like was for everyone. I'm hungry."
1: I love it. The, every the way he delivers every fucking line. So uh, Buck wants to go and and and, and cruise, right? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to fucking you know hang out with the. Family. I can't blame him. He's what like sixteen, probably 15, 16? Yeah. He looks like he's bored out of his fucking skull. So I love how he gives him the hug too, because he knows he's gonna go out and try to get some tail. Yeah, and makes him hug him. It makes him hug him. It's so, but,
0: it, but it's sweet, right? It's like, sweet. It, Chet is a good dad, right? He he's is. like he wants. He's not Clark Griswold, where he's no. gonna like force everyone, force to, everyone to, to to play his follow game. his agenda. Yeah, right? exactly. He's like okay. Just make sure you're back later or whatever. Let's do some dad-son stuff while we're here. Yeah. Right? But go have fun. I get it. You're oh, a- I love it.
1: I love every moment of him as a parent. It's yeah, just, it just makes 100%. you warm. Yeah, 100%. Right?
0: Um, and there's a scene here where uh, Chet and uh, Ben, the younger kid, are in the jet boat. Like, after it's been yeah. dropped in the, in the boat launch. And uh, he's trying to get it revved up. And Roman's standing at the, at the at the top of the boat launch. And he's like, you've got it in neutral. And he's Chet's, like, waving him off. And then he looks out of the gears and he pops it and it fucking goes into Florida. Yeah, that's a famous. rides scene. it right up the boat lodge. That's a
1: famous. This whole scene is iconic. This is a this is a very famous scene coming yeah. up. So, uh, cut cut a little bit forwards. He's on the the dock with his boy. He's trying to teach him how to stand when he's water skiing. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's standing on the, the pier, I guess, with, with Ben. He's kind of showing Ben yeah. how to do it.
0: Chet, Chet's trying to teach Ben like the, the right stance. safety tips for And he's like, yeah, and if, if
1: you're in trouble, what do you do? And he's like, oh. he's like you drop it. You yeah. drop the handle, okay? Yeah,
0: God. Let go of the rope.
1: Jeez, Jeez Ben. So this is like the comedy of errors, right? So here's how it works. So in the boat, they can't hear them. So the boat all, is
0: everybody. The boat yeah. is Roman and the two wives and, and the daughters. The girls. Yeah. Minus Buck, who's off
1: getting some play.
0: Yeah. So, uh...
1: Ben's on the pier or on the dock, I guess, uh, with uh, with with Chet or Ben and Chet and then there's a little comedy of errors he says can you hold this for a sec for me dad so he hands him the, the water ski handle and they go are you ready to go thumbs up and he gives just gives them the John Candy like yeah yeah hey hey hi hi, yeah, yeah great thumbs up. thumbs up yeah we're all good and they just fucking t- of course they take off yeah. and this leads to a very like it's kind of hard to describe this It's a, you can just YouTube this shit or watch this movie it's on Netflix yeah right we watched this on Netflix thank god oh
0: yeah this movie's on Netflix <laughs> yeah. definitely watch it it's, yeah.
1: good. it's, good. it's good throwback so um, this scene is very iconic it's hilarious it's all stuntmen uh, being where where they're being dragged through he just drags them around the whole fucking lake I love this. I was just on a lake. You know, it just looks like the lakes that we were just at. All the various lakes we've been at this summer. Yeah, he's like
0: almost clotheslining people. Oh, it's great. And just constantly like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. There's this great part where he goes, Roman, you bastard.
1: And they're like, what is he saying? He cuts back and he's like, you
0: bastard. And they're like,
1: I think he says he wants to go faster. Yeah, faster. So they crank it up. Yeah. It's very fucking funny.
0: Uh, Yeah. And uh, then we get a brief... Little clip of, uh, like you said, the buck uh, in a bar in town trying to make a conversation with this girl, local girl. Cammy. Cammy. And thus begins the one plot line of this movie that I couldn't give a flying fuck about as a kid or now.
1: But because it's an 80s movie and they go to a small town, much like the Lost Boys, there has to be some type of uh, meet-cute between the oldest child in the family, male or female, and... uh, a member of the opposite sex who was a townie. Who was a townie. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, it's great.
1: It's a townie amazing. is what we call, what us big city folk call the rest of you people.
0: Yeah. It's okay. derogatory. Make no mistake about it.
1: It's meant to hurt you. I
0: don't want to be uh, ambi- ambiguous or.
1: It's meant to hurt vague. your feelings, yeah. you fucking townies. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you can keep listening, but just know
1: it's pretty funny too. Because like you know, he's like he uh, he has the the the, pit, the the pool cue like between her legs or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Um, but so she she's she she scorns him. He walks away. Uh, finds her again a little bit later um, at a gazebo, right? Smoking a smoke. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, you don't even know me. I'm a real local. You don't know me. You don't um, know how
0: local I am.
1: And then it's so funny, like the 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 the, the brother's like, oh, you got nothing. And he's like, she's so cute. <laughs> so I wrote, what a dork. <laughs> uh, I think this scene, This is where we get to the bear
0: dump scene. Okay, so this is fucked let's, up. This is a, about this, this is a thing, man. You're telling me this is a thing. Yeah, buddy. So like I said, this is country and fucking Ontario. horrifying. I we definitely went to the local dump to see bears cause and that they, they set them up that way on purpose so that like they don't first of all you keep the garbage away from the town obviously cause there's so many bears out there right but then the way that they're set up is it's like you can drive up to them and then there's like a bit of a crevice between you and where the garbage is so the bears can't like come up to the cars or whatever. Right. And it's a thing. You go, you're in cottage country, you and the family, you get in the station wagon, you go over to the dump and you watch the bears pawn through the garbage. You look at the bears in their natural environment eating human waste. Yeah, so none of the family is impressed by the bears (laughs) for whatever reason. This riveted me as a child when I was going to see the bears. Like, oh my god, it's a fucking bear. You have to understand, I'm from
1: Vancouver. Bears are scary here. Bears are to be feared, not to be viewed recreationally from a car eating trash yeah but these are uh, cottage country bears city bears are way more fucking nuts actually no city bears are chilled out man the ones we got here
0: wild bears that you gotta worry about they
1: just wander into people's uh, pools and chill out there and then they leave and they often clean up yeah, they often like return the items that they've used.
0: Yeah, we strange. We we're used to living with bears. You don't keep your picnic baskets out. You like you don't store your honey in, in a big pot, right? Just one jar at a time, whatever you need for the day. It's, it's just it's common sense. It's called being bear aware.
1: Uh, <laughs> Chris used to be a park ranger in a previous life.
0: Yeah. Uh, Stone National Park. Yeah, so he's, uh, what is he throwing fucking... So, uh, yeah, so to get to get the bears closer, he uh, gets out of the car and he's got uh, Zagnut bars, which I don't remember having. I don't... I meant to look it up. I forget you, what's you in his... You
1: can't book. get them here, but they're similar to like Old Henry's, aren't they? I think so. I think it's a lot of nuts and caramel. Yeah, I've had a Zagnut before. Um, you can get them at the, cor- the, the corner store up near here because they have every candy bar. Like, oh, I forgot to get you the Turkish Delight candy. Uh, I'll get it for you later.
0: Pause. Okay, we're back. Oh, god, this is good. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's throwing zag
1: at them, man. Yeah,
0: and then he puts one on the hood of the car. This is only
1: this is the only stupid, insensitive American thing he does in this movie.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, so he, yeah, he throws one of the bear, gets his attention, puts one on the hood of the car. Oh,
1: no, I think this is where the old man funeral might be right before this.
0: Okay, right, okay, well, whatever, we'll, we'll loop back real quick. Yeah, so. Um, but the bear scene's pretty isolated. So basically, the bear fucking comes over looking for the candy bar, gets up on the hood. Chet's immediately regretting yeah. the decision like to do this. Yeah, like
1: what good trained bears, huh? Yeah, and then yeah. another
0: one climbs up on the back of the car on the roof. And uh, there's a great little exchange between him and uh, Ben, the son, where he's like, uh, uh, I've told you I love you, right? Yeah, yeah I love yeah, that. Yeah, dad. And he's like, uh, what do you, you yeah, know, I'm getting, what, I'm thinking, what do you call it? We call it a night. He's I love like, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tired.
1: <laughs> I love that. I told you I love you, right? Yeah. That's so good. Only John Candy could deliver that line properly. <laughs> he's like,
0: we got what we wanted out of this, right? The bonding moment is over. <laughs> and they drive off with the <clears throat> bears on the car.
1: <laughs> See, I think we quickly skipped over this weird yeah, dinner so, that they were having. Yeah, we
0: skipped over where they go to this, The Weekend uh, of
1: Bernie's moment.
0: yeah. They're going to some little celebration, I guess, at the like the lodge. The lodge uh, for a hundred nine year old man. Who's the oldest man in Canada? Yeah. We
1: had to rewind it and bring up the subtitles. Right. Because at first I thought he said, "I thought he said in town," and Erica's like, "No, he's in Canada." Yeah. So we rewinded. So this is the
0: first of a couple of
1: references to Canada
0: in this movie. And having said that, we both, as we know, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd are both Canadian. Yeah, um, and, and I, I had looked it up to see early before I started watching, where did the, does the movie take place? F- it takes place in Wisconsin, it and Wisconsin. And it's filmed in California. I, and I, then I was thinking, like, okay, well, maybe I read that wrong, so I double-checked, no, it takes place in Wisconsin, they even say it later. They uh, say it when Roman talks about what he would do with the nature, of, right? Yeah, yeah with exactly. the Minnesota,
1: Wisconsin, Illinois nature, blah yeah, blah blah,
0: burying uh, toxic waste, toxic waste, and medical,
1: yeah, waste. medical medical waste. The last, oh, the final frontier of dis- of, of uh, waste, medical waste, yeah. or something like that. That was amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> we gotta get that one
1: somehow too, man.
0: Yeah, uh, and then yeah, but so so I, I, it is Wisconsin. And then I was like, okay, I, I forget exactly where the borders of Wisconsin are. Maybe they're in a little town right on the border to Canada no. or something. It's not. It, no. it does border... North Dakota. Uh, like uh, Michigan and like uh, Lake Michigan and Lake Superior. So it is close to Canada. But it's not... Uh, it doesn't touch a Canadian border no. either. So I think... We were talking about this before we started recording. I think that you are correct, and that probably for a long period in the filming of this movie, they thought it was going to take place in Canada. Yeah, because
1: American perception of Canada is the great outdoors, yeah, or at least it used to, be, right? used to be. A lot of Americans
0: like regularly went to cottage country in Ontario.
1: And they still do. They right? still do. They still constantly get caught trying to cross the border now to yeah. go camping and to go to cottage country That's right
0: uh like, so that must be it right like, i think that's what it is and it's two big canadian actors too big time yeah like, and, and but it was strange because i think it was
1: at a time when nobody made a big deal about being canadian right like they were canadian but like even to this day like canada and the u.s like our box office market is amalgamated like there's so much about us that it's all the same that you know up until like maybe 10 15 years ago canadian actors didn't rep being Canadian the way they do now, right? Now you got Ryan Reynolds who's like Twitter handle is at Van City Ryan and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And Seth Rogen's all repping being from Vancouver but... Back in the eighties, even when there's just as many Canadians as there are now. Canada was just hockey and cottage country and, and like and like and bears and, and penguins maple and syrup. They literally thought there, there were penguins here. I've talked to Americans who thought like my cousins thought we had penguins. Yeah,
0: or like polar bears on but the way. We range. do have polar bears. Right, but not, not anywhere where most people live, unless you live in Churchill, Manitoba. Uh
1: yeah, or like Anubik.
0: Right.
1: Um There is white horse in, in Yellowknife too, Chris.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty big deal. Are what are there white horses? There is what I want to know.
1: I don't know. Right. What? <laughs> did, why wouldn't there be though? Do you think there's the a, a, a knife is yellow too? <laughs> you <can> do <laughs> you can, We can go. We can do this for hours, man. I, I'm we pretty, could, pretty sure I've learned this. We before. could be like, did they ever? Did did Jimmy ever eat the world? You know, <laughs> did they ever ask Alexandria? Or was the horizon ever brought? Uh huh. You know, you could do this for hours and uh, not bands too. And what is the deal with Flin
0: Flon, Manitoba?
1: I mean, so that just has the funniest name of all time. I can't remember what town it was. It's somewhere in Saskatchewan, but they're they're really famous for um canola oil, which is called rapeseed. Yeah. And so for the longest time their town ta- up until like 2 years ago, their town motto was the land of rape and honey. <laughs>
0: God, right? <laughs> That's
1: hilarious. Like, up in, it, it took until like 2017 or 18 when people started to be like, uh, you know, it's not that we don't, it's not that we don't have Google and we can't see, you, we can't figure it out. But the initial shock of the land of rape and honey. I'm tired is, of explaining this to everybody. I really don't like having to explain this to everyone. No, no, no. See, we don't want to rape you. We just want to make canola oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway I mean, uh, Cottage country
0: <laughs> Cottage country Anyway yeah So this 109 year old man Right So yeah. you go to this celebration For this 109 and there, year and old There's a great little birthday. There's a great
1: little scene here
0: yeah so basically like uh, all the kids are like getting a picture with him he's not you know, so Chet's like on, let's get all the pictures
1: together and the, and the old, the, old, the, old uh, the lodge owner is like uh, actually Chet I don't like the kids climbing I on him he's not a jungle gym he's not a jungle gym he's like no it's fine it's fine what's wrong with you he goes
0: ah, well and he was like he, he's dead he's he, <laughs> died in the car he died in the, in the car on over. the way over <laughs> I also loved it because uh, Chet goes uh, how could you do that and the lodge owner goes well, I didn't do it he did it <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, we, 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 we skipped over that. It's such a brief scene, right? Yeah. And I think it was held over
0: uh, from,
1: I think, when the movie was taking place in Canada, but they just kept that because it was funny. Yeah, this is
0: our fan theory, but I'm, I it, i can't think of any other reason. There's another reference to Canada when they're at the restaurant right Yeah, there, so. later, the steak. Yeah, we cut back. It's now nighttime. Um, Chet is alone on the patio um, getting some fresh air. Clearly stressed out from getting dragged around the lake and yeah. you know, having a having in there. And then um, Buck comes home and bumps into him there. You know, he asks him, like, Dad, what you doing on here? He's like, oh, just getting some night air, you know, and they kind of catch up, and... Uh he's like you know hang out with me for a minute he's like why don't we go for a, 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 a row in the boat father son, father, son rowboat boat ride come yeah. on we'll look at some stars he's like I don't know he's like come on he like grabs him by the head and like pulls him into the boat
1: I didn't see any stars uh, the no. movie lights were far too bright
0: no they show the moon <laughs> and it's all you can see yeah and then they're clearly lit by like a, a massive lights yeah uh, but uh, yeah they have this little chat in the boat it's nice again it's another sweet moment yeah, he goes I, dad you're not going to try and kiss me are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that uh, he gives him his ring that his dad yeah him, man so. there's just like I think
1: John Candy wins like Father of the Decade Award for his performance in this movie.
0: Yeah, he is really like a, be- a better version of um, uh, Clark Griswold.
1: Kind of, yeah. Because Clark is means well, but he's also very selfish. Yeah. Right. He's also an idiot. A right? complete fucking He's idiot. He's
0: responsible for all of his... But they have just as many like slapsticky moments. For sure. Uh, then we get some more raccoons. They uh, fig- they put uh, <laughs> rocks. rocks on the garbage can. Lift. This is like- great. They're like, rocks? That didn't work last time. Yeah, it's like, just push the cans over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know we will. <laughs>
1: raccoons are too much, man. Uh,
0: then it's the next day, and uh, we get more of the boring storyline of, of Buck uh, trying to mack this girl. Oh, yeah. He works at the A&W. Yeah. shows up to her job at the A&W. So I it's a drive-up to... one where you pull up the little
1: thing and like bring the yeah. buzzer. Yeah. So, check this out. The American version of A&W and the Canadian version of A&W like split off in the early 90s. Yeah. And now they are completely different restaurants. Yes. Completely. have nothing to do with each other. The only thing they have in common is the root beer. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah, a in Canada is one of the better fast food joints. It's so good. Their meat is decent.
1: Yeah, they got uh, some. They got some. Some seasoned meat. Some
0: quality control going on in there that is not happening. Anywhere.
1: I told you my funny uh, A&W story from the other day.
0: Well, why don't you tell it to me now?
1: When I was drunk and it took Since them. Since I
0: don't usually listen when you tell me stuff.
1: I was really drunk and uh-huh. it was really late, uh-huh. and I went to an a w and I asked them to make me a couple of burgers, and they said it would take a few minutes, and quite a bit of time went by, and. I'm starting to fade real hard because you know it's late, and I go up to you them and I'm you like, "Need
0: that burger? So I'm you like, need "That Uncle Burger." To so there's about four.
1: Your, uh, there's your four young girls working behind the counter, and I'm like, "Ladies, or uh, is this gonna happen?" They're like, "Just a few more minutes." So I go back and I wait, and at this point, what, no joke. What, hang on, what'd you order? I ordered uh, two chicken buddy burgers and one double buddy burger with cheese. Great. So I figured I needed three. Good,
0: good drunk meal. Yeah. Good drunk. They're all like
1: little burgers, though, right? Yeah. Uh, so I uh, I go back up and I say, okay, ladies, at this point, you either just have to give me the burgers or refund me the money. And they go, well, there's a problem. And I say, what's the problem? They go, well, we only have the big patties. So we'll have to give you big patties for your buddy burger. And I'm like, this was the holdup. up yeah, this is, like, no, please. I don't care. Yes. This, big, is not, this is not a problem. The big patties are fine. <laughs> but yeah, that was my... Yeah, it was... Uh, Man, suffice so to say, it, my appetite was kind of gone by the time I got home an hour and a half later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so now it's a like a family uh, fun day. They're at this driving range and go karts oh, and don't stuff. They, oh, does that, they is that the on, for the horses? This is where they go on a horseback oh, ride, God. which is quite funny. The
1: outfit that uh, Roman is wearing.
0: Is this where he's got that yellow Yeah with the
1: hat And oh my god Yeah it's amazing And like the The paisley shirt Yeah Like
0: So uh It's it's a quick scene But there's a couple of funny lines in it But uh Basically Chet's horse won't go Yeah so He gets left behind a little bit So in the
1: In the 80s the hero of the movie can't get along with animals in any way <laughs> animals will confuse and injure and scare the lead
0: yeah they're they have the sentience of a human being
1: all animals are aware that they're irritating and being defiant to the lead character yeah right so this horse is just like what does chet or what does roman call the horse
0: yeah so basically this is where the funny line is so basically he gets left behind they all get to the end of the trail or whatever they're <laughs> waiting for him that we assume the horse from what happened before that basically this horse that wasn't getting along with chet like drags him off through the woods or whatever and runs him through the ringer and he comes shows up all,
1: all muddy disheveled. and tired
0: and disheveled and covered in branches and uh roman says to him uh oh he's back uh, where's that ball slapping nag you were riding? <laughs> I'm so glad you wrote that down, man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost rewound. I'm like, nah,
1: Chris yeah. has got this. Uh, I loved going horseback riding when I was a kid. It was the best.
0: Yeah. Horses are cool.
1: Yeah, horses are fun, man.
0: Man's real best friend.
1: It's... No, man's real best friend is cats. Oh. Like, handsome boy's H- mascot. mascot. Pudding. Puddin.
0: i got to post a picture of Pudding. Should. We should the... Post
1: her dressed up as a movie character and see if that will uh fly
0: yeah i'm sure she'd be totally fine with it. yeah
1: she'd be cool with getting dressed up what do you think about she'd that
0: dress her up like uh
1: putting if you're okay with with getting dressed up like a movie just, character just keep sleeping
0: lay there with a despondent ambivalent look on your face
1: oh she's she's just passed right now. okay
0: she consents she's cool with it i guess we're doing it i guess it's happening she's gonna be um, uh harrison ford from blade runner next time you see her
1: uh oh And so this all culminates with them going back to the, to the, to the bar, to like, to the hoedown bar. Yeah. And this is actually one of my favorite random scenes that also underscores how bananas this movie is. We meet Reg.
0: Reg, yeah. So Chet and Roman are putting back a few drinks at the bar. Uh, Roman's fucking holding court with the bartender bartender's like I bet everybody loves this guy and Chet's like yeah sure do and then this guy sits down next to this jittery looking guy with a streak of uh, gray in his hair he's got like a
1: rogue thing going on there.
0: And, uh, I think if Chet initiates a conversation with him, he's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And he has this, like, wicked stutter. It's like, yeah, j- 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 just fine. It's like a stutter that
1: gives me anxiety to listen to.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's real stressful yeah. to listen to. And, uh, I think, uh, Roman, well, actually, wait, hang on. Before that, because Roman, Roman's not there for that, that's why Chet talks to him. Roman gets up to go to the bathroom, and he says, I gotta, oh, where's... Oh, oh, yeah, I wrote this down. Where's the bathroom?
1: What is? It? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh my God! Oh, I, I thought I wrote this down. Okay, you say. it <laughs> Okay, so he's like, "Where's
0: the bathroom?" He says, over was He's like, "All right, then take a piss." Oh, oh I got to introduce Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. Urinal King.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just love that. <laughs> Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. Urinal
0: King. <laughs> uh, pretty improvised it was 100% so, yeah.
1: improvised man that was amazing um, I'm sure he did a bunch of takes yeah. right
0: so anyway they're talking uh, Roman comes back and he's like uh, what's with your hair or something like that he's like don't ask me." he's like what he's got the hair <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and uh, the bartender's like oh Reg here uh, uh, got that from being struck by lightning and uh he knows the barometric pressure in a room better than anybody how how many times you've been hit by lightning there uh, uh, six 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 six, Six six, times 66 times and Chad goes 66 times that's gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's so bizarre and random. Yeah. Uh, uh, weird, because that guy, he does come back, but he plays no part in the story or anything. No. He's just the guy, the local guy. so just by lighting Kind of like the
1: raccoons. Yeah.
0: Uh, no one's in tune to the barometric pressure as well as the whole yeah. branch here. <laughs> so then we actually cut to... This is the first time... Uh, I feel like this
1: movie got edited a lot. That kind of, I think, maybe, maybe it takes us back to our um, thing about Canada and all that, because we don't know... They're not brothers. They have different last names. so We assume they're sisters, but up until this point in the movie, and we're almost more than halfway through at this point, or about halfway through, they have not made any mention of it or had any time interacting with each other. Yeah. So we cut to the wives, Annette Benning and, uh, uh, what was her name, Stephanie Ferrissey? Yeah. Uh, And their performances are fine, particularly Ferrissey, but Annette Benning doesn't have a lot to do. Like, she's great for what she is because she's Annette Benning, and she's a strong actress and she would go on to big big fucking things obviously right mm-hmm. but uh at this point i don't even think she's met warren Beatty yet so <laughs> <laughs> kidding i'm kidding uh. so but anyway so she says she's whining about being wealthy she's like it's so lonely and roman's gone and he travels and blah 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 blah. and she, her sister's just like oh well whatever like we're having a great time we love our life right like mm-hmm. <clears throat> whatever so uh we kind of have that moment that's and then uh, Annette Benning says oh we only go to bed together once every what six uh, once like a month once a month and she's like once a month
0: Man. she's like what do you do she's like uh, so, sometimes I think the only way I'll get any yeah. infection is to lean up against the dryer when it's on the spin Oh, cycle.
1: that's another '80s cliche: women getting off on the washing machine, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. And what does she say? What's oh, the- she she says, uh, "Does that work?" And then that bedding's like, "You ever seen whites this white?"
1: <laughs> that's a fucking disgusting, man. I mean, it's not. It's kind of sexy, especially because yeah. that bedding is super hot and <laughs> it's uh, sexy. It kind of it's kind of turned me on a little bit. But it's also, like, one of the dirtiest moments of this movie, man. Yeah, it's a real dirty joke. It's a real dirty joke, you know? you got to hope your young kids in the theaters.
0: That is one of those ones where you assume that's for the parents, and you assume the kids aren't going to get that one. You know,
1: what the fuck's going on? Kids are stupid. Kids are idiots. Yeah.
0: Uh, That was us. We were that kids at that age, and now...
1: I understood that joke. Stupid children. I understood that joke. I knew exactly what she was talking about, because I'd heard it in other movies before. Yeah, fair enough. So.
0: Uh, So then we cut back to uh, The Cottage, and we get... Uh, Annette Benning barging out of the bedroom screaming yeah we got a good touch touched me this is my
1: probably one of my favorite parts of the movie right yeah. here this is amazing she
0: screams i touched me and fucking Roman comes walking, and he's like, uh, but it's been touching you for 12 years, you never freaked. <laughs> i like, not nah, you, you idiot. Yeah. I
1: love that. That's such a fucking sitcom joke right there. Yeah. Uh, it's like
0: that, and everybody realizes. Oh,
1: and I think at the same time, we actually, we skipped over the really boring subplot of Buck.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. He's, getting, yeah. he's,
1: he's making out with Cammy, and he makes her a promise that uh, he'll meet her at the pier the next day at 9 on the dot. So that is sort right. of important.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so she's like, uh, touched me. Uh, at That thing, and they realize there's a bat in uh, in the cabin. They all come fucking flying out the front door. Uh, they all they're all making Chet go in to deal with it. Oh, so right? this is my favorite part, right? So they're like, "Come on, Chet, come on, yeah." He's like, "Me?"
1: He's like, "Yeah, your your name's on the lead, You rented the place. You do it. This is this is you." And he's like, Oh, he's, he's like, like he's, "He's like, like in here right. too." He's like, "All right, fine, fine." Like rolls up his sleeves. Saw yeah. one shot. It tracks him like walking in there. He walk, like, like, opens the door. Opens the screen the bat just like flies right in front of him and just without missing me just turns by and casually walks up it buzzed me yeah it me <laughs> it buzzed me <laughs> and then they get dressed up in like the most
0: like yeah uh, Roman has a like a wicker basket on his head they both got hockey sticks with tennis rackets taped to the end and a a, a fishing net Yeah, so what I don't remember is that they fucking murdered this bat. Yeah, I was like, how does does this bat get out safely? But no, at one point it lands on Chet's face and Roman lights him up with a fucking tennis racket. (laughs) And then they give it another womp. Yeah. Oh, it's so
1: gross. So I actually, quick digression, I have had this experience. In my real
0: in my regular life and it took
1: me well it wasn't a cabin it was a mansion
0: so my friend
1: uh again i, I well,
0: more more subtle allusions to the fact that you're hiding
1: i the, have a more of a roman background yeah. than a czech background here
0: <laughs> so when
1: i was growing up i had this friend and her family was very rich and uh we uh her her parents bought this big huge mansion i was presumably built by an Asian family before they bought it based on the color and layout of the... And the Buddha hole. A lot of red? And the Buddha hole, pink. Pink. There's a big Buddha hole when you walk in. Mm. (laughs) So they put a giant crucifix there to be ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, So anyway... um, there's, this is fucking huge, right? She don't only been living there a few months, right? And you know, her parents are out of town, so we're all there, we're getting shit-faced in this, in this, par, in this fucking party mansion, right? And there's a couple rooms, and she's like, oh, like if you, a couple of you guys wanna stay over, there's a couple of rooms upstairs, let's go check them out, I've never seen them. So we're like, okay, so we go into this room, it's a nice room it's all furnished like big huge bed there it's one of, one of the three guest rooms I think they had in that house damn yeah dude I'm telling you man <laughs> this is down up by Southwest Marine on the west side right okay. yeah so stay off the west side stay off the west side stay off the west side we're just checking it out she just opens a closet and a fucking bat, just like just like this one probably a little bit smaller but not not too small because we got some tiny ones here right mm. just comes flying out and everyone freaks out everyone's freaking. so Nico our good friend picks up a towel eventually and swats it out of midair and then we put a laundry basket over it and slid a big giant piece of cardboard under it and took it outside like it was a little like it was a giant spider <laughs> <laughs> and then flipped it over and it flew away nice yeah, yeah but
0: that, it was super best are our friends guys. they're our friends they however are mosquitoes than they are animal. we
1: talked about this i think in some other podcast they're fucking dangerous man
0: they are dangerous because they carry rabies
1: they carry rabies yeah. so sorry that was my digression but very very similar. They didn't even mentioned this. So like, don't bass carry rabies? So like, among other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, among other things. Uh, Roman calls it at one point a uh, radar guided vermin.
1: That's totally Dan Aykroyd speaking.
0: For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next scene is the steak scene. But before that, I have one note that just says more Dawson's Creek bullshit. So I guess that's more stuff with uh, Buck and Candy. I don't want to wait. <laughs> 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 nothing is as important as what happens right here between these lockers. Dude, let me tell you something. There is nothing that'll ever happen in the rest of our lives that's as important as what's going on right here, right now, in high school by these lockers. I've got so many problems. Hey, nothing that can't be fixed by staring at a lake. High school is such a serious thing. These problems matter.
1: I definitely remember, like, the moment of leaving high school and being like, oh, none of it mattered.
0: Uh-huh. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, so then we go to Paul Bunyan's Cupboard. <laughs> I think I wrote here, 80s cliche, romance isn't smooth. Oh, for the... <laughs> no, that's, that's later,
1: I guess, because we have to go to Paul Bunyan's Cupboard first, yeah. the old 96er. Okay, yeah, so
0: we go to Paul Bunyan's Cupboard. Uh, it, it is a... Paul Bunyan slash Canadian Mountie. So they changed this uh, in post production
1: clearly to Paul Bunyan because previously that I'm sure it was the something Mountie Dudley Do Right. I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because the first thing that we get is what is she ordering a Royal uh, Canadian Mount like? Yeah, the uh, uh, Chet's wife. uh, Don't remember her name. uh, (laughs) She orders sexist piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> she, they don't pay her enough uh, Linda? Time. Karen? She, it's Karen. I'll say it's Karen. Leslie? Uh, she orders the Royal Canadian Mounted Beef Barley Soup. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yes. Canada, well-known for its beef barley soup. And then uh, she also says, and I think I'll get the bucket of salad. And Chet's like, oh, I'll, I'll share that with you. She's like, oh, okay, that'll help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a great line. She's really good. Pharisee is really... Stephanie <laughs> Pharisee is really good at uh, delivering her lines in this as yeah, well. for
0: sure. Uh, and uh, then Chet pipes up when he's reading the... Med- or, sorry, Roman pipes up with, uh, what's the old 96-er? And the waitress is like... Oh. Uh, oh it's a 96 ounce prime uh beef steak uh if any if you or any member of your party finishes it you everyone get free. eats free
1: right everyone yeah. Is, yeah so that does of course the slow pan through all the doors into the freezer stops at the giant monster w- monster, steak. monster steak so it's another big trope which they of course uh exists i've seen i've been to a diner oh there are plenty I've of those. been yeah. to a diner in pennsylvania that has this
0: i don't know if they're that big like it's nine, not it's six, not six, it's six. not
1: it's like the size of this bo- like this box yeah. right here
0: yeah it's really I amazing mean, you think you not everybody not for... everybody eats
1: for free you just eat for free and all your drinks that you have are free right like yeah. your bill is your bill is taken care of not but, everybody at the table but, but that for eating that steak you better fucking take care of everybody at the yeah table.
0: if you ever watched uh, man versus food a classic uh food network show with uh what was that guy's name guy fury no uh I, whatever. I can't remember his name. Jamie Oliver. But, I'm uh, running, running out wait, of celebrity shots the, the guy that did it. Oh, Adam Richmond. Uh, he had to quit doing it after a few seasons because of like, the toll it took on his body, but he would go to different restaurants that had yeah, food no, challenges. Yeah, I've, no, I've, I've, see, I've seen that Some are spicy, yeah. some are like uh, how much you can eat, whatever. But one thing that this movie does that is true of most of those food challenges is you do have to eat all of the fat and gristle and everything as well. You can, you don't just... Yeah, no, it's not part. just the
1: steak. It's everything that's on the plate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. off on
0: the sides. Yeah, as I
1: understand <laughs> it. They also have a King of the Hill. Uh, like yeah, so. that's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I think Bill eats it. what oh, it was Hank. Is it Hank? Make sure it's Hank. I Hank. can't remember. Anyway. No, it is Bill. It must be. It's Bill. Bill yeah. Something that he impresses everybody because he becomes a professional eater at one point, right? <sighs> Fucking Bill, one of the great tragedy k-
1: tragic characters of television. Man. Oh yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, so yeah, so Chad orders it.
1: Let's do a King of the Hill podcast where we go through oh, it episode God. by episode. please Do that? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Uh, so yeah, uh, Chad orders it. He. Uh, they, there's, it's a long kind of montage thing but he does finish it there's the hilarious uh, the chef slash butcher guy comes out to like watch him eat it this like big bearded dude right covered in blood in his apron uh, and he does finish it and uh, they, I think there's a line to no, him so it's like, uh, he's like if I can get a few Sundays down him I uh, think <laughs> we can get a few Paul Bunyan hats for the kids yeah, I, sorry I can't get over how
1: good your fucking Dan Aykroyd is <laughs> but no we're missing a part so the big part of this which is the most important part of the movie obviously is that Buck is supposed to meet Cammy at 9 o'clock He promised Yeah Because all the other guys Screw Cammy around And he's supposed to be A good guy Even though he looks Kind of like a date rapist
0: Yeah And uh, she, she says to him before uh, Or he says to her It's like If I if I ditch you You have my permission to never speak to me again Why? You never yeah. You fucking idiot Anyway Why would you set yourself up For that I don't know
1: yeah, that's a really... You're writing a bill of goods you I'll, can't fulfill I'll try
0: it. to be there. Fucking get off my back. Yeah,
1: hey, if I'm a little late, it's because my dad accepted a food challenge and have you seen how fat he is?
0: <laughs> he's going so, to do it. <laughs>
1: if, they, if they put him up to it, uh, I think one of, the, one of the reasons... Oh, I'll get into this later. But um, anyway, so he keeps looking at his watch and he's stressing out and it cuts back to Cammy and she's like, where is he? He doesn't love me. And this is all going on. So it's obviously as soon as uh, they leave... And after all that funny shit happened with Roman that you just said, he's like, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? I'll be back. And he runs there and it's like, buddy, just fucking go. Yeah. Just get up during this and say, I have to take a piss. How far away from this fucking
0: <laughs> yeah, good restaurant point.
1: could this pier be, man? Also, if I remember correctly, she says
0: that they're going to meet at the bait
1: shop. <laughs> yeah. But on the pier, right? Yeah. yeah so. the, that's the sexiest place to meet a girl. It's because it smells like so good. Yeah. Yeah. The bait shop. I mean, isn't that where you have lost your virginity, yeah, the, Chris?
0: The the smell of rotting fish carcasses will mask like your uh, nervous teenage sweat. Smell. Yeah,
1: she won't even know the difference. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. It's like, just just go, you fucking moron.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, what's? I what? I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, how old is this kid? He's like sixteen. Like, like my, my get my, up and leave. Yeah. Was your dad is obviously cool. I think yeah. that's been established. He's also preoccupied. Yeah, he's eating a fucking he's eating a cow there's a really funny part I forgot where that he's eating the steak and he's like nearing the end and he's struggling and uh, Roman goes up to him and uh, one of the women's like uh, uh, how's he doing and he puts his ear up to Chet's gut and he's like it's processing processing nicely yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's great uh <laughs> oh uh, uh, yeah. If I, what do you say? If I get a, a couple of desserts in him, you think? Yeah, if I get
0: a couple of, so throw a couple out of, your, of hats for the yeah, kids. Yeah. So throw a couple of Paul oh, Bunyan yeah. hats.
1: So um, things have got to come to a head now. John Candy is not impressed anymore, and his good graces have been pushed to their absolute limit, and things are gonna implode at the at the cabin.
0: Yeah. It starts with Chet trying to start a fire in the uh, fireplace and Roman's like criticizing him he's like it's like you can't, you can't you're never gonna start a fire like that you can't crumple the paper you gotta twist it you gotta <laughs> twist it to simulate kindling <laughs> and uh he's like oh well if you're such an expert why don't you come up here and do it you seem to be an expert on everything and yeah. they kind of get into it back and forth and then the reveal of like well I don't remember anyone inviting you actually now that you say that and yeah. he's like oh well what are you trying to say and blah 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 and basically Roman and his wife storm off and like they're, they say they're going to pack up and leave maybe we'll just pack up and leave well maybe you should like. That no should no happen. that's not what
1: happened. so he, he tells them the story of oh
0: uh, that's right
1: of oh, at, at his wedding overhearing him and his brother. Saying that Romans are no good, you know he's no good or something like that. Or he's a uh, he says a crooked son of a crooked a bitch. son of a bitch, right? So, uh, and then he was gonna let him in on
0: this big deal, but. That was why he came out here. Yeah, that's why he came give, out here. Because I wanted to give you this his opportunity. Because he's, he's family. And he's
1: family. And he's like, do you have 25 grand? And blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he figures out. He's like, okay, I'll get you 25 grand. And I guess in, fuck, man, in 1988, that's a lot of fucking money.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and then uh, he cuts him a check. Yeah. And they leave. And, uh, and as they're driving, and uh, it's all uh, Karen, his wife is, uh, is Karen? I don't remember.
1: Annette Benning? I think we just called her. Annette Benning? Kate. Just, Kate.
0: Uh, she's uh landing on real thick about, like, oh that's such a sweet thing for you to do for yeah. him and man that's a lot of money for them i wouldn't be surprised if that's yeah. buck and ben's college fund yeah so he, he just it's half a
1: year's salary for him right and
0: and you realize while well, he was just conning him he's con. he that money it's, it's just a big yeah you figure it out right and he says like i gotta go back and he turns yeah. around and they go back and he has this big kind of like apology where he it comes clean and, well right before there's a big uh, storm of Bruin. Oh, yes, and, yeah. And uh, poor Reg fucking gets struck by lightning
1: again. Yeah,
0: yeah, we get a quick shot of Reg getting hit by lightning one more time. Fuck, man. It's completely unnecessary. But hilarious. But hilarious. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he comes back. He uh, gives him his check back. He admits to him. Uh, and this is where he comes clean on it, right? Something you kind of suspected, but not the uh, scope of it exactly, is that... Roman is broke.
1: He has been right? lying about his... Uh, he, he busted out of his trading career
0: a couple yeah, he, years he previous. he extended himself. He got knocked off the board of yeah. traders or whatever his... I know, lost a tra- seat. I don't know. Seat. I don't know how trading works, but I think that's bad. It ba- sounds bad. Yeah, it sounds he's, bad. If you he says I seat. still I still go to work, but now I get coffees for everybody. Oh, I wear, really? I wear a blue blazer and I get coffees for. Everybody. Oh man. And uh, and it's, he didn't t- even tell his wife. She's like, "Why don't you tell me? I, I would have understood." And He's like, "I know you would understood."
1: What does he say? Our piecemeal Rolexes or something like that?
0: Or like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, basically, he's he's flat broke at this point. Yeah. He's gonna take Chet's money, and he also tells him that uh, he made up that story about him yeah. t- talking about him at the wedding. And of Chet's course, like he so, did. Chet's so mad, yeah. that Roman just brushes it off.
1: Yeah, and then of course now they realize, uh oh, the the characters that we've all forgotten about for the entire part of the, for the entire last forty minutes of this movie, the
0: girls. Yeah, uh, 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 Kara and Mara. Yeah, so. Um, The wife... God damn it. Annette Bening, anyway. Kate. Kate. Jesus. Uh, She says, uh, where are the kids? And uh, they all realize nobody knows, right? And there's a storm brewing outside, so they all split up to go look for them. And this is the big conflict, I guess, that you have to have in a movie. Yeah, they they kind of had to... They kind of had to, like... And this is
1: probably the only really weakness of this movie, is they kind of had to manufacture it.
0: Yeah, it's a little ham-fisted. It also doesn't really do anything for the conflict between Roman and Chet because they kind of already figured that out here. Like, they already made their peace and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, you, you in another movie... But I kind of get like, why they did it. Like, some circumstance that forces them to right. cooperate right. or
1: whatever. The, the, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a flimsy thing, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so I have a couple questions, like why are the girls outside, like why didn't they go inside with their parents, you yeah, know? Why'd they go out in this rainstorm? We kind of forgot the part, though, where uh, the old man who runs the the, the, the lodge... Oh, um, he well, we caught t- them going into the mine. Trying to go into That's the old already mine. Already so earlier. So they decide to, like, take shelter... They can't find the village, so they decide to go take shelter in the mine, I guess? Yeah. So this is actually kind of a, a, a sweet scene, though. I, you know, I kind of get the scene, because he had to redeem Roman. This is for Roman. This is for Roman, for right? So him yeah. and him and chet go they, they see the mine shaft they hear the girls he goes i'll go get a rope but roman doesn't want to wait he's it's his kids he dives down the, the into the shaft yeah, so with the kids them. are stuck
0: in this mine shaft. there's all this
1: dynamite there yeah
0: roman di- dives in. Oh, and chet has a little thing with him he's like be their father you yeah. know for once yeah. right and uh so yeah roman dives down into the shaft while chet goes to get rope he comforts the girls he hugs them tells them he loves them and stuff and then he's like okay you know what we're gonna get out of here and uh because well, they hear
1: the, hear the bear roaring right do don't they think? yeah I think okay. so they're like, oh god
0: we're gonna get out of here yeah. yeah so he gets the girls to climb on his back and he pulls himself out all by himself and he gets back to the house before Chet is back with the rope oh no Chet does not realize that they're not in there anymore so he throws don't no, worry I'm here and he throws the rope down the shaft and like you said we see that there's that bear the bald bear the bald that bear that was maybe made up yeah. he's real and he's in this mine shaft and it's a
1: grizzly too this, yeah. the other ones were black bears and
0: he's like and so Chet's like talking up there. Okay, so you're you grab the rope. Send the, send the girls up first.
1: That's too funny, man.
0: And let's uh, pull it back. He's like, "Whoa, Roman, come on, don't be a jerk now, you know." When, when we get you girls out of here, we're gonna have a, a little conversation about uh, you know helping. we <laughs> will talk with your with your with your with your father about this. Yeah. And of course, it's the bear. And yeah, he pulls the bear out of the mine. And track. the bear
1: chases him. He has a little
0: flashback. And there's
1: this great fucking scene coming up. So, uh, so the bear chases him, right? And he goes back to the the lot, the cab. He Opens the door. They're like, "Oh, Chad, hey, hey, right." And he does his fucking. Yeah. Free Stooges like routine. Yeah, there's a bear, 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 bear bear chase, bear bear chase, bear chase, and the bear, fucking jump, knocks the door down crushes Chet and starts jumping up and down yeah. and just slamming the yeah. door Chet's him. like okay uncle
0: uncle yeah he's tapping out he's tapping yeah. out and this is actually kind
1: of a scary scene like, yeah the bear this is, bear is
0: terrifying he's a
1: fucking huge grizzly bear probably the cutest sweetheart bear in real life so.
0: yeah I'll tell you about that uh, uh, later you got some I mean, stuff alright uh, but uh, yeah so it's this bald bear he's turned, he comes into the cabin past the door he's got like the kids and uh uh, uh, Roman, Roman, like pinned behind like a cupboard or whatever, and then boom, in comes the uh, look, resort owner guy.
1: Can't believe we couldn't figure this guy's fucking name out. He factors so importantly he, into the he's story. He's also though. a
0: big time character actor. Yeah, he's, he's in a uh, liar liar. Remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, Oh, that was already there,
1: the scratch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks uh, so exactly the same, like ten years ago. He later comes
0: busting you. in with another thing we forgot to mention earlier from the lobby of the uh guest oh, check a gun lamp. is a gun lamp. So it's a shotgun with like a lamp on the top of it. It's
1: like uh, yeah, it's a callback to another movie. Is but, it? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what.
0: Um, but anyway, he's got he's carrying this thing, and you're like, Oh, I guess it's a real gun. <laughs> what I thought what was so funny about this is he plugs it in. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he plugs it in and he's aiming at the bear. Chet takes it from him and shoots the bear in the ass in one of the funniest fucking scenes oh from like an 80s God. comedy. And just it just spalls his the, ass. The scary music and the roaring that's happening stops dead and it just blows all the. And the skin, bear's and going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah blows all the skin off this bear's ass and then yeah he turns into a big baby He like runs away and it cuts to like a
1: wide shot of the of the outdoors you can still hear the bear like wailing in the in the distance yeah he just
0: books it out of there oh man it's very
1: funny and then John Candy gets back up like puts the door back and goes bear yeah bear chase big bear (laughs) big
0: bear oh man so I think they're pretty much done Uh, yeah the last scene of the movie is they're all packing up to leave and, uh, Roman says to, uh, Chet, uh, I'll race you home. And then gets in his Well, what car, happens geez? with the kid and the girl? They are yeah. a little... Oh, yeah. Who cares? Uh, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. She, uh, she, he's, he's hanging out somewhere and he doesn't see her. And then she sneaks up on him. Well, oh, do the city boys always talk to themselves? Yeah. And then, uh, she says, um, I want you to go home so lovesick that you never even want to look at another girl for like months or whatever. And he's like, sounds good to me and then i assume the scene we don't see is her giving him a terrible teenage blowjob that he'll remember forever oh i
1: hope he gets this, you know you know he gets at least figure her through her panties and <laughs> feel you know, the boob get, the, get
0: under the, the shirt over the bra
1: get the full get the full teenage experience there <laughs>
0: yeah. um yeah and then uh uh like i said uh, roman had said i'll race you home and trying to figure out what he meant yeah. by that and that his wife reveals, like it's just, it's just till like, they get back on their like feet.
1: They're setting up a sequel that never happened. Man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, that Roman's gonna be staying with them for a bit because they're broke. so yeah. then he panics and gets in the car to race him home. Otherwise, we'll get the good spot in the garage. Yeah. And then the credits roll, and we get uh, a good '80s end credit sequence. It's not just credits; we get Dan
1: Aykroyd uh, dancing up a yeah, storm. Yeah.
0: Land of a Thousand Dances playing. Yeah. You know, na 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 na, 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 na. Yeah. Wow, we're gonna have
1: to factor a lot of music into
0: this. Yeah, time, that one's so. going in there. Uh, and we get just all of, all the adults uh, drunk at the bar, and having a dance party. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty
1: good. It's all improvising for sure. Dan Ickroyd's just losing his mind.
0: But that's The yeah. Great Outdoors. It's
1: fucking great. It's on Netflix, so you have no excuse not to watch it.
0: Yet again, we know we're watching a y- movie I haven't seen since I was a child. I'm pleasantly surprised at how fun it was still.
1: Well, and I was, ha- was kind of worried, because a couple times now, like with uh, Double Impact and Crawl, uh, I've watched movies from my childhood that I used to like that I kind of thought were kind of lame and boring now, and this one really uh, held up, and I-, I fucking loved it. So watch it. If you have kids, watch it with your kids. I can't wait to
0: show this to my kids one day. Little... Little... Cool. Little, little, Rutger, little color. Rutger and Chris Jr. <laughs> little, little Chris Jr. And and, and, and Buick. <laughs> All right. We're going to be back with some Wait, questions. Hang on, Nathan. Oh, we didn't Slow rate your it. roll.
1: We didn't rate it. How do
0: you rate The Great Outdoors?
1: I give it five teenage meat cutes out of five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, four chili dogs and two regular dogs. Nice. Out of a possible six dogs. Nice.
1: That's a good score. All right. Now we'll be back with questions and what we learned.
0: Bye. I wonder if they have a What's lot of
1: this? chicken. What's this? What's this over here? For prompt service, blow me. All right, we are back with questions. Uh, I do have one question for you. Um, so this is a movie that stars John Candy. Uh, like, if you grew up in, you know, our generation, you obviously know who he is. I feel it's kind of sad that a lot of the younger generation probably won't know who he is as well. Um, so I hope that, you know... People like us talking about these movies can help that, and he's been in so many great ones. I think he had a run, I think, of like six or seven just quality movies huge in a row huge in the 80s yeah in early 90s yeah. uh, so so what are some other fucking classic John Candy movies uh,
0: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles oh yeah actually, I actually saw it for the first time a few years ago really not, oh wow I loved it to it's so good I'll, it's a small role but I actually love him in Home Alone yep he's so good uh, in that I can't remember the character's name but he's the, the Polka King of the Polka King. Wisconsin the or Visc- something, or uh, the Midwest of the Midwest
1: and, he, and he's the yeah. one who drives Catherine O'Hara back to uh, I'm going to say Winnetka because that's the rich suburb of Chicago. Yeah. Uh Uh, in Home Alone yeah
0: um, also he is a voice as well as a lot of other SCTV guys in uh, Heavy Metal the, he uh, sure is a yeah. uh, sci-fi anthology American animation film we have highly lot. proficient Fuck. sex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, he's also the voice of the Albatross in Rescuers Down oh Hill. hell yeah he is yeah. that's right so a lot of people think Robin Williams was the first uh, famous comedian to be in a Disney movie that is not the case no. not even by a long shot I believe Cheech Marin was in Oliver and Company Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Bob Newhart was in The Rescuers before, so God, I love the Rescuers movies were some of my favorites. I don't like the original as much. The Rescue's down under is down so with George good. C. Scott. George
0: C. Scott is the hunter guy. Joanna? And Joanna the lizard. Yeah, go get Disney. That, if you want to look at it, get,
1: get, get Disney Plus. And watch The Rescuers Down Under. It's the only box office bomb from that era. And it's so fucking a, it's such good. a
0: tragedy. I watched that movie. Me and my sister. I love that, that movie. That's that, one of my favorite ones. So if is. you want to look at a scene, a Disney movie that's got excellent animation and voice acting and comedic timing, there's that scene where the hunter is like kind of, you know, contemplating like what he's gonna do about the situation, yeah. Jersey Scott, and he's trying to eat his lunch out of a lunch pail. And he's got hard-boiled eggs. And Joanna, his lizard, is it's like... A monitor s- lizard. Sneaking around... Yeah, a monitor lizard is sneaking around him, stealing the eggs out yeah. of the uh, lunch pail when he's not looking. And then eventually he catches her paw in it or her hand yeah. in it. Uh, very, very funny.
1: Yeah, it is truly a, a masterpiece. I forgot that he
0: was the seagull. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I really like Uncle Buck. Yeah, Uncle
0: Buck's a great one.
1: Too. Uh, um, uh, what was the one? Only the Lonely, which is kind of a uh, romantic one, but it's his mom, Marino O'Hara. I don't think I've seen that. His like racist Irish mom. Okay. Oh, it's so good, man. Awesome. And Ali Sheedy's trying to fall in love with Ali Sheedy, another '80s uh, icon. Um, and there was one other. Oh yeah, who's Harry Crum? Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, either. you should watch that one. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So some right, some well, really fucking excellent John Candy movies.
0: Now, now I'm feeling John Candy. So maybe can, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll watch a couple more
1: if you can find any of those. Oh, and uh, he does play his one and only dramatic role in JFK in the ensemble.
0: Oh, he's it uh, the movie with uh, every actor. Of every of actor time. of
1: that of that <laughs> uh, era was in JFK. So yeah. it was Great. yeah.
0: Yeah, love John Candy, man. Uh, died too young. It's real tragedy. But I mean. By all accounts, a very, very unhealthy guy. Yeah, it
1: certainly so, seems that way, you know.
0: I, not think, a, I don't think a heavy drinker or anything. He just had a I don't know. very he unhealthy like relationship he, with food. He looked like he ate cheeseburgers all fucking he, day, man. Let's did. be honest here, I right? I think it's Conan O'Brien has a story about when he was, like, a young, like, PA or something having to, like... Show him around town for a day, and his handlers being like, "Whatever you do, like, don't let him eat junk food. He's on this special diet." Yeah. And him just using his charm and comedy to like convince him, like, yeah, just disarm but, everyone. Let's just go to the donut shop. Like, it's like
1: okay. what's going to happen? What's the hey, yeah. hey, if anyone has any problem with the kid, you get him to talk to me. You tell him that yeah. John wanted a donut. All right. Yeah. What are you supposed to fucking say?
0: Yeah, he's such a like a lovable.
1: Nah, he's guy. a he's a gem. I remember my mom being particularly. Upset because my mom fucking loves. She
0: grew up on SCTV. Right?
1: Yeah, for sure, right? A lot of Canadian kids did, and like you know, especially where Canadians who were kind of wanted to counter programming for SNL at mm-hmm. the time, right? SCTV was the first true competition to SNL and you know
0: yeah and I will say this like it's an old sketch show it's but fucking if you, funny if you want man. to google like best SCTV sketches or something there's some real gems there are some that hold up
1: and own. some of the actors on that show you're going to recognize obviously Catherine O'Hara Eugene and Levy. Eugene Levy uh, Martin Short uh, uh, what's the guy? Dave, Dave Thomas Dave Thomas Joe Flaherty uh, Andrea Martin um, and uh, who's the other uh, oh, there's a third lady I can't remember her name right now but they had a great Lineup of like future stars and people who are still working in awesome today, so yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: all right. Uh, I got one question. Yeah, um, so this movie features uh, a big bear, a big old many bear, many bears, many bears, in fact. So, what are some of your favorite movie bears? So, have you seen Backcountry? No, it's a
1: Canadian movie, but a couple that gets like stalked by a bear, and it's really good. Watch that back King... or back, back, backcountry, yeah, backcountry. Watch that. The bear in that is menacing. I also like the bear in the edge.
0: Right, yeah. With uh,
1: Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Oh, what is he? Oh, I can't remember the line. Like, why does a man do anything or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah, what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, that line. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a good one. I haven't seen that in a while. We should do that movie. Yeah, yeah, I
0: would like to do that. Yeah, uh, and uh, the movie Bear. Yeah, the bear- dialogue. I hated that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, it's awful. I watched it a big group with like at summer camp or something yeah. on like a rainy day. And oh my god, I want to shoot myself in the brain. We were in a, a room watching it that also had a pool table it, a bumper pool table, oh, and man. I just kept looking at it, being like, "Can I just go over there and play bumper pool?" It's definitely instead? a
1: movie they make you watch in school or in like camp or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's the, the no dialogue thing is a problem. When like, you're a kid, man. Yeah, when you're a kid, I probably would like it now. Maybe I don't know. Or if man. I was an adult at the time, I do I like the
1: Chucky Cario is in it. I do. I'm always a big fan of his. Oh yeah.
0: It. Um, so some of my movie bears uh, I've realized as I was doing this all my favorite movie bears are cartoons or CG (laughs) oh wow oh yeah what
1: about the revenant bear
0: it's a mix of real bear human man human man in suit and CG that's pretty wild yeah Um, I thought of uh, Baloo from Jungle Book Uh, in both versions he's great in the original of course and then... Uh, Bill Murray. He's also good as, with Bill Murray playing him in this... By the way, say what you will of like the Disney CG remakes. That's the best the one. The Jungle Book is by far the best That's the, one. Well, I, I kind of like... You know what? I kind of like Aladdin. Uh, I like Aladdin, too. I, I, I'm, I'll apologize for that. I, I
1: kind of wish I didn't, because it's yeah. stupid, but I could not get enough of I Will know. Smith as the genie.
0: Yeah, I got sucked Somehow in. Somehow
1: that casting was good. I know. It doesn't make any sense, but he's such a charismatic, likable actor. It's just like when you heard that...
0: Ben Affleck was going to be Batman. You're like, what? Then and then he, was he awesome. ends up being the best part of it. I
1: don't know. Did you see that new
0: Batman trailer? Yeah. Pattinson with, uh, looks Robert
1: Pattinson. fucking jacked in that, that movie That looks man. good.
0: Uh, it's a, just a trailer but I have high hopes for that movie now. With uh, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon? Yeah.
1: Talk about knocking it out of the park with casting right there yeah, man. Yeah for sure.
0: Yeah he's a perfect Commissioner Gordon. Oh for
1: fuck because Gary almost done. He, he was perfect Commissioner Gordon. He did his tour right? Yeah. Now you got Jeffrey Wright.
0: Uh, and then I also
1: thought I don't know if you've seen either of the two. That means they can make Batgirl Black and they've got their diversity thing figured out.
0: Fair enough. Case closed. Anyway, uh, I also thought of. I don't know if you've seen either of the recent CG Paddington the Bear movies. No, but I've heard they're excellent. They are excellent. Yeah,
1: I've heard, especially Paddington 2, I've heard is like quite a a gem.
0: I've heard that too. They're both just as good.
1: Okay. I will watch them because multiple people, like, and reviewers and like people I respect, including yourself, uh, believe it or not, uh, (laughs) they're, they're, have all said positive things about it. So I will watch those films.
0: Yeah, worth watching. Uh, yeah, that's it for questions. Unless you got any more? Uh, no, I don't think so. I got one. Uh, why are you such a piece of shit? Oh, that's for a whole other podcast. get back. we'll get back to you on that one. With what we learned. It's another episode. Hey, how you doing there, trooper? Where's
1: that ball-slapping nag you were riding? (laughs) All right, we are back with what we learned. And, Chris, you have a little bit of stuff for us here, a little bit of information.
0: I do, yeah. So, uh, you... We, we've mentioned multiple times already that there is a bear in this movie, uh, this big-ass bald bear.
1: Not a bear that would hang out outside the pump jack.
0: No, no, like uh, Ur- Ur- Ursus Major. Ursus Minor. I just made that up. Uh, so, uh, the bear in this movie that plays the bald bear, his name is Bart the Bear. Aww. Aww. I think he's been another stop stuff, hasn't and it? he? is he's one of the biggest bear actors yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah, I've heard of Bart the Bear before. So yeah. he is the bear in The Edge. In The Edge, yeah, that's Anthony why. With Hopkins. It's the same bear. Yeah. How old was this bear? I think bears might live a while. I think I they know. do, eh? That movie was 97. Yeah, so this was 88, 88, so that was... Nine-year career at least. Uh, he was also in The Bear. He's not the, the little bear, but he's no. in the movie The Bear. He plays yeah. the bigger bear in it. Uh, Legends of the Fall...
1: Uh, oh, there's a huge bear in that. He yeah. Ta- yeah. Fights, Bruce, uh, fights Brad Pitt. I almost right. said Bruce Willis.
0: <laughs> uh, but he Who is, have been drinking. He, speaking of that, he is in 12 Monkeys. At the beginning, there's a bear. Yeah. That's, and that's Bart? That's also Bart the Bear. Man, Bart is a fucking superstar, yeah. man. Big time. Bart has acted with some of the top talent in Hollywood. Yeah. And they all have nothing but good things to say about him. Apparently, he's just affable on set and, uh, you know. No, Ben. Really good to the crew. No, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's what I learned. I learned Bart the Bear. If you're a if, where you been at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, did you learn anything? No.
1: All right. No, that's pretty cool though. i really uh, I'm really happy with that piece of trivia. Actually, you know what? I did learn something. Mm-hmm. I learned
0: something really sad. Oh, just yeah, okay. Now. We got to talk about this. So, we just learned. We just between, learned, uh, getting ready for this last segment here, that uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, the Black Panther, uh, just passed away today. Of colon uh, cancer. From a four year battle with colon cancer. He's 43 years old, man. Yeah, that's a real bummer. He that is a the huge prime bummer. Of his career, huge uh, bummer. For sure.
1: And such an important, like, now, I'm just going to come out and say it, The Black Panther is not my favorite Marvel movie. Not because of. Same here. Not because it has a black protagonist or anything like that. Just because I thought it wasn't, like, the most polished of them yeah um but i think it's a very important movie because it represents uh, a superhero of color who maybe is a little
0: more accessible than blade um it's the most most big budget mainstream black movie probably probably right and you know
1: to star like straight up black people like not yeah. the rock not vin diesel like to star chadwick Bozeman, who's an obvious black man who you know again like as like again I didn't love the Black Panther movie but as the character I thought whenever he was on screen he was magnetic he yeah, knocked it out of the park Uh fantastic
0: job uh, he's been in some other stuff too that he was really good in uh, um, you know not proud of the thing he's the most proud of but my, I think my favorite thing he was in was in Gods of Egypt oh I love that a movie. Uh, great good bad action movie from a few years ago directed
1: by Alex Proyas the director of The Crow Dark City and somehow Gods of Egypt there
0: you go yeah but, Uh, He was also
1: uh, in a, if you want to pop on Netflix um, and watch a Netflix uh, uh, original movie that's actually really good, you can watch his revenge movie. It's called Message from the King. It's very similar to, uh, it's basically a remake of a a Steven Soderbergh movie called The Limey. It's very similar to that. I will watch that. That sounds good. Uh, He uh, played Marshall Thurgood, the eponymous role about the first black uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court, or justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, and recently he starred in Spike Lee's The Five Legs, which is also on Netflix. And I think Twenty One Bridges uh, 21 is on Bridges, Netflix as well. I didn't mean to watch or Bridges. Cray or something, but yeah. it's badass. Hard action movie. The fact that I know now that he was fighting with colon cancer while he was making these films is even That's wild. Heartbreaking yeah. to me and yeah, I know. It's uh, uh,
0: yeah, that's real tragic. It's, it's real sad it, and I don't I am not thinking all philosophical or anything, but like I don't really like, I get sad when my favorite actors pass away, but when, it, when they're in old age and their career is kind of behind them, it's like, well, they had a great life and they gave us all this stuff and you just kind of want to honor that and maybe go watch one of their movies. Yeah, like, Kirk Douglas them.
1: passes away and he's, like, 95 years old yeah. and we're like,
0: it's sad, but he was 95 and that's what happens. We're all going to be... But uh, you know, Hopefully we all let this last This guy, you know, cut down in the prime of his career, yeah. right? Like, he just... Even though he had done some more prestigious type of work leading up to Black Panther, this got him in the... You know the worldwide uh, conversation. We have a household we name. We and, have a household name. You know, and I so think it's a real loss. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're
1: going to be able to replace him. I think they should. Uh,
0: that should be the end of the Black Panther. That should be the, the end of the Black while. Panther yeah. for a
1: while. I think it would be really bad to, you know, just, you know, unless they're going to find somebody to bring Michael G. B. Jordan back. I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah, go go appreciate his work. Go appreciate Those his work. Stuff
1: you haven't seen. It's uh, uh, super sad news, and like honestly, like man, you know, it's way too young to check out. Way too young. So. All right, sorry to end on a sad note, but uh, we feel that we need to talk about that, especially in light of everything else that's going on right now. Uh...
0: And uh, yeah, uh, as always. As always. So a couple quick things. Uh, one, um, if you're listening to this and uh, you're not our friends or family, uh, especially, please subscribe to yeah. the podcast feed. Don't just download the individual episodes. It helps us if you just hit the subscribe button. It doesn't really do anything, uh, you know, different for you. It just makes it so that you get updated when there's new episodes. Or we'll just remind you. And it looks good for our, our numbers and stuff. And we're trying to. But we you know, do actually. There.
1: I am actually just super happy about the response we've got. So. Far. Um, Yeah. You know, we're real small right now. We're going to get bigger. We're going to get better. But for the tiny little Podunk operation this is at the
0: moment. Hey, okay, we're we from day happy. one we were just doing this for fun, and we're, while super we're happy just doing it for fun. But it's nice to hear that some people, other than uh, my mom, are listening to this. So yeah, uh, it's really
1: good to hear. So we, we hope you continue. Okay, and again,
0: uh, do uh, fo- follow us on Instagram as well. Message us. like, Don't right hesitate
1: now. to send us notes. Yeah. Like if you think that something that we did is stupid or annoying, or even if there's a so movie you have, or,
0: a request, you think that you'd like to hear us talk about, please. that would be awesome. Please. I'm dying to have interactions. If it's so early on that if you uh, come out out of the shadows and acknowledge yourself as a fan we don't know you uh, we'll probably talk about you on an episode you know roast your ass
1: and then uh, one day when this really blows up
0: you get to say.
1: We'll you were, mention your name you, one more time again.
0: You were there. <laughs> You'd be like, I, 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 I was on that show. They, they, they mentioned me. I'll, I'll prove it. Johnny Dickball69. Betty Simington. Original fan. Uh, yeah. And uh, also, again, shout out to uh, the lovely Erica, yeah. our producer. Yeah. The third handsome boy. Couldn't do it without her. She is the heart of the show because... Neither Nathan nor I want to figure out how to edit and cut in all I, these Simpsons I, clips I, I and shit. I can't. It, I, I can't be bothered. It
1: really terrifies me when, I, when she does it. I'm just, I, oh.
0: We just, we just point at the computer and we go, can you make that like. Can you do this like a little bit more? Can it go there? Like, yeah. it could be more this way. Yeah, so. And she just does it. Yeah, it's. it's hi, hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. Okay, all that's right. it for this week.
1: We, uh, we hope you go out and watch the great outdoors, and then we hope you go fuck yourselves.
0: Yeah. Na 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 na, na 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 Need somebody to help me say it one time.